0: All right, welcome to episode twenty-three, MJ Status. We got DJ Double OG, we got Dad, we got Are You Serious in the building. How you fellas doing today? I'm doing great. It's a good day today. It's a, it felt like a nice food day. Uh Episode twenty-two was a really good episode, man. I enjoyed the love stories. I enjoyed everything about it. Make sure you uh, check us out online, Real FT Podcast, Real FT Podcast. Uh, let's get into news that nobody cares about. The rapper, The Baby. Uh, I don't know if, Dad, you don't listen to rap music, but the rapper, The Baby's in hot trouble. He's a rapper. He went on a... Um, uh, he's one of the best rappers out, you know, selling records all over, number one hits. Uh, he was performing at a festival and rolling loud, and he said some things that people didn't like. Some people called him homophobic. Uh, he was basically, uh, yeah, just, I don't want to say what he said, but uh, first he said something stupid about HIV and AIDS, which was dumb. He said, if you don't have AIDS or you don't have HIV, uh, then throw your lighters in the air right now or, or light up your phones or something. Uh, uh-huh. and then he said, uh, if you're a man and you wasn't uh, with another man in the parking lot before you came in here, uh, throw your lighters in the air, or, or light your phone up, right? So that's what he said, and uh, everybody got on him uh, because they they took those comments as homophobic, and they took it as a homophobic rant. Uh, mm-hmm. And he apologized, and then he started getting canceled from shows and festivities, and then he issued another apology, and now he's uh, he said that you know I made mistakes. And uh, you know, a lot of times we try to cancel people before they actually get a chance to grow and learn uh, from the things that they did and the things that they said. So he's actually trying to trying to grow from it because at first he was like, I ain't, I'm not gonna, I'm not going back down. Then his money start getting took, and he start backing down. Uh, so really, what it made me think about is is how much people really fake care uh, nowadays, uh, and I don't think he's I don't really think 90% of the up for is genuine, uh, but I don't know me. Ask your opinion. Are you serious? Uh, what do you think about the baby, his comments and his
1: uh, apology? Uh, I think that the reason why he said those things and felt free to say those things is because of his music in general, right? So when you listen to his rhetoric, His music what he says like there was a clip up that was like yo within this 30 seconds he talked down to women black women he was selling drugs he killed people and all these other things so why are we so upset about the two statements that he said during that phrase but we are not upset about his actual music that he's getting booked for to perform so we are we're looking at the wrong Person to blame. Because he's like, Well, I was literally saying the wildest things in the world in my music. And you guys was okay with it. So I thought that anything was okay to say because I literally just said anything. I was saying the wildest, the craziest thing in my music. And you guys are cheering, you guys are yelling for me. I said what I said in a verse, but when it was in the verse, y'all didn't care. But when I just said it, then y'all got upset. So I don't think people are upset about what he's saying. I think it's the groups that get upset when it's a opportunity to get upset because you because we're picking and choosing now. Like there's no consistency in our up or what we're upset about. Like you're not upset about him saying he just killed 10 dudes in 10 days. You guys weren't upset when he literally killed somebody to defend himself. Like he literally killed people. And y'all was like, yeah, that's right. Like, he literally is talking about selling drugs. Yeah, that's right. But he says those statements, and all of a sudden, whoa, 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 whoa. So, once again, I I don't even, I don't listen to his music. I literally haven't downloaded anything. It's, you know, I'm an older dude. It's not my genre. It's not my stuff. I'm not saying that he doesn't have good music in there. I, I just wouldn't know. But there are some things that are hypocritical to me, and I think that, what are we actually upset about? And who's upset about what? Because you are the same person that was listening to that same misogynistic, big derogatory, anti-this. But you were still the same person that was rocking to that music two seconds ago. And nothing has changed. Literally nothing has changed. So I think it's hypocritical, but that's just me. But I mean, once again, like another, like uh, <laughs> Chris Brown said, yo, man. All you got to do is perform your music, say thank you, and get off the stage. That's all you got to do, because they really don't care about you. They just want to be entertained. And once you cross that line, which they have written in the sand, that moves with the shoreline, so we can go back and forth depending on who it is and when, it can move just like the shoreline, it doesn't make a difference to me. So, I mean, I I don't know. I think I totally agree with you, Dad. uh, I don't
0: know if you know the rappers, so you don't know, but uh, let me get your opinion.
2: Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know the rappers. I don't listen to that, but I agree too. I'm like, why? So what this tells me is who's controlling what? What groups? Mm -hmm. Like you said, what what group and genre is controlling? Because, like you said, these rappers can talk about shooting. And shooting each other and wetting each other's chests. Women are no longer just ladies and women, but they're bees and taking them in, in the back room, out to the truck, and having sex and all that. That's fine. Nobody says nothing, like you know. And then all of a sudden, he talks about men having sex in the parking lot, and all of a sudden, it's an issue. Now you, now you, now you're going too far. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all right to talk about my mama. It's all right to talk about my kids. It's all right to, you know, to give my kids drugs. It's all right to do all that. Don't start talking about nobody having sex, no man having sex. Now you done went too far. And it's time for you to go. So that tells me who's controlling what. Who's telling these people that they can't, you know, who to listen to, who not to listen to. What to listen to? So there's a controlling thing going on, and somebody is controlling it. And it's, and I think that's giving you an idea of who's in control at this season. Seasons are changed, so, you know. It'll be other things in other seasons, but at this time in this season, uh, the LGBT is is uh, starting to make their moves and starting to trying to control what people. Say, do, and hear, and whether you like it or not, they are controlling the the marketplace right now with uh, with those rants. It don't matter, you know what these what what else they rap about. I mean, that's what you know. That's what I agree. I I, I agree totally. They can say anything they want. They've been been saying anything they want to say about mm-hmm. shooting everybody, police too. And when they, when they talked about killing police, you know, the police tried to get rid of it, but the people were saying, hey, you, you know, you can say what you want to say. It's freedom of speech. Uh-huh. But don't. you but saying something about homosexuals? Oh, wait, wait, uh, you can't, you can't. That's a, that's a forbidden subject. Gotta so go. It's just telling you who's in control and who, who you have to cow
1: down to if you want to make
2: it in that industry.
1: Yeah, it's it's not freedom of speech I mean it's freedom of speech but not freedom of consequences based off of who's in power and that's what people continue to forget it's selective and it moves and it shifts as time goes so Eddie Murphy's delirious would have been banned he'd be sending out 1500 apology letters right now he had to apologize for it recently so they'll come back and be like "Eh, it was okay then but now
0: Mm -hmm." come back that's uh That's crazy how, that's what I was thinking too, right? So it's okay for the baby to be the baby, but you can't say nothing uh, about homosexual men. And then the way that the media spun it was what I noticed immediately uh, is that they said the first thing that every headline said was the baby goes on homophobic rant. When in actuality, Uh he said one sentence referring to anything homophobic. Uh, and then he kept it pushing, right? So it was never a rant, you know what I'm saying? It was fun as a rant, but it was just one thing Mm -hmm. that he said, it was never a rant. So when I seen that it was a rant, and then I actually watched the video, and then, of course, you have, uh, you know, L. John coming out, Uh, he did a song with somebody named Dua Lupa, and Dua Lipa said, I don't know that, the baby, that's not the same baby I recorded music with. So now uh, he had a lot of other artists just shaming him. And uh, he came out and apologized twice. I just don't like the fact that uh, it's freedom of speech, like you said, but not freedom of consequences depending on who's in charge. I think that's the best way that you can put that entire situation. But uh, on a side note, he got a lot of good music, though. Like when I DJ, I put a lot of his songs on. He's banging. So if you ever get a chance to listen to his new album, Reggie, all right, another other news that uh, nobody cares about, uh, but this is actually something big, is that in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, the 19 year old woman, I'm gonna just read this uh, article. This is from the Salt Lake Tribune, in Salt Lake City, Utah. The, this happened around July 9th at the beginning of the last month. A 19 year old woman was charged with a hate crime after allegedly stomping on a black, the back, the blue sign at a gas station in Panguich, mm-hmm. so Utah. So according to the affidavit of probable cause, a Garfield County police officer was conducted in traffic stop for speeding at a gas station. When the officer saw a woman stomping on a back of the blue sign next to where the mm-hmm. traffic stop was conducted, she crumbled it up in a destructive manner and threw it in a trash can, all while smirking in an intimidating manner towards me is what the police officer said. Uh, and those are his direct words. So the officer writes that they asked the woman where she had gotten a sign and she stated it was her mother's sign. And according to the affidavit, the officer told the woman that the local sheriff's office produced those specific signs that they believe she had acquired it in our community. After reading the woman, her Miranda rights, the officer stated she gave inconsistent stories about where she found the sign Eventually stating she found it on the ground. Due to the destroying, the woman destroying the property that did not belong to her in a manner to attempt to intimidate law enforcement, I placed her under arrest. So that was the affidavit from the police officer in Utah uh, who charged this woman with a hate crime uh, for stomping on a flyer. She faces a year in prison and a $2,500 fine. And according to the Utah code, a person who commits any primary offense would intend to intimidate or terrorize another person or the reason to believe that this action would intimidate or terrorize that person is subject to a class be misdemeanor. So my thing is mm-hmm. this officer took the time to stop the traffic stop in order to watch this woman with the sign. And then he ter- he interrogated the woman and her first statement, which was, it was my mother's sign wasn't good enough. So then she he went on to interrogate her more about the sign and said, that's one of our signs. You must've got it from somewhere. And because she said she found it on the ground that was probable cause for him to arrest her for destroying someone else's property. And because she was staring at the police officer, this 19 year old girl at a gas station is facing a year in jail and a $2,500 fine for intimidating police and hate crime on the police department. So let me give you your opinion on this story that we start with you. Uh,
2: You can't do that. Is she black?
0: Uh she definitely
2: black. You can't do that. The Constitution, like I said last week, the Constitution wasn't written for us. That stuff don't apply to us. We have we have different rules and regulations that we have to survive by. You know, not live by. But if you want to survive, you you can't. Now obviously he she got her his attention because she he looked over at her. So she knew what she was doing. So she obviously got his attention, and just you know did it to, him. did it like that. Well, you can't do that. That's all I. Did. You can't do that. Not in this America. A black person, uh, the police. No, if this was, well, we're not gonna go too far back, but you know she would have been lynched if you intimidate a Ku Klux Klan man by saying, taking, going up to a Ku Klux Klan and tearing up a robe or something and stomping on it and throwing it in the trash, they the Leinster. The, the police ain't nothing but a step and a half away from the Ku Klux Klan, as far as I'm concerned. That's where they got their beginnings from, was they were the police of the, of the past. Now we have police you know, I'm not saying all police, mm-hmm. nothing is all. Nothing is all, nothing is never, nothing is always. And It's, it's just, you know, majority, you, you just can't do that. You know, it's like I was saying last week. And I, you know, when I was taking my class, uh, concealed carry, a gun mm-hmm. class, they was telling you that how you handle the police when you get pulled over with your gun. They said, you tell the police, I have a weapon, and I'm licensed to carry the weapon, and you and you put your hands up, and you you can't do that. You you better not tell them you got a weapon. You better try to hide it <laughs> as far as you can. But if you see it, you get out the car, leave the car, and let that weapon stay yeah, in there. Yeah.
1: something. I was just about to say that. When you, know, you get you out, out the, out the car, car
2: and tell the man, I have a, weapon, a weapon in the car. car. There you go. <laughs> you know That's you don't line. say. You know, say I have a weapon on the seat. No, we can't do that. Now mm-hmm. the Caucasians can do that. They know they have see, that's the whole thing. They know they have rights. We don't have rights. We don't we have rights, but we can't assume that they're gonna be given to us. We have to fight for all of our rights. We have to uh you know picket and and march and do all this for our, are given rights, just like being a Christian. You have to fight for what's already been given to you. It's called faith. You know, so no, she can't do that. That's all there is to it. She can't do that. But like I said before, also it's up to the prosecution whether she gets prosecuted. So it goes deeper than just that police officer. Police just writes up a tick, writes up a a charge and puts her in jail. This is a charge. What I'm charging her with. Now, the, the mm-hmm. district attorney has to, to say whether or not they're going to prosecute or whether they're going to actually charge her with that offense. And so it goes deeper than just the police. So that shows yeah. you in that town how deep it goes. Because yeah, other thing, places...
0: It's the hate crime charge that, was, that she got is the biggest my issue, right? He charged her with a hate crime, which is a federal crime. You know what yeah. I'm
2: saying? But well she probably hates the police. Is that <laughs> yeah. the police? Is that the group
0: that she hates the police?
2: Yeah, she knows she she knew what sign she was tearing up. That was about the police. Right. She okay. knew what she was doing, so you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Not as a black person, a white person can do that and get away with it. White people get away with a lot of stuff we can't get away with. You can't do that. That's why we mm-hmm. have the talks. <laughs> You you know, these kids don't think they have to listen to them talks. You have to listen to that. You can't do that as a black person in America today. They can do it. You know, they're like, well, so-and-so did it. So-and-so did this. Yeah, that has nothing to do with you. You can't do that. She can't do that. And now she's gonna have to suffer. I, I doubt if they'll give her any, I mean, if they give her some time, that tells you about the whole system in Utah. Which is already,
0: you yeah. know, but he mentioned the state of Utah
2: is, <clears throat> and it might just be how
0: the police, Vermont, how that state works. Um, and just last month, a lady named Donna Miller sued Murray City, Utah, and got a $152,000 settlement because she alleged she was pulled over because of this color of her skin. So there was an officer, Jerome Molman. All right. He stopped her because he says she didn't have valid insurance. So I don't know how it works in Utah. Maybe they can get your license plate and then have your insurance pop up with your the window. Plate.
1: Yeah, I don't like know. Like there's a sticker. Because you know, some people have different window stickers. That's what i'm getting it's weird for each stage is different. Yeah. But yeah, because in Wisconsin you don't have to have fire insurance. You, you know, ain't got you gotta
0: have insurance at all. Yeah. Yeah. So in Utah, so the lady. So the lady got pulled over. The police officer said she didn't have valid insurance. So she showed the officer proof that she had insurance. And then he said, Well, you got insurance, but you might be drunk. Let me let me test you. So she said, I don't drink alcohol at all. I don't use drugs. I don't drink alcohol. But she made him do sobriety. She made, he made the officer made the lady do sobriety tests on her. So she passed all the sobriety tests. He searched her car, didn't find anything in her car. Yet he still arrested her uh, for suspicion of driving under the influence. So she was detained for three hours uh, while they filed the charges. They did charge her, uh, but she passed all the sobriety tests. The blood test came back with no trace of alcohol or charges or or drugs in her system. Uh, So she spent three hours in there. They let her go. They charged her. uh, Then eventually they dropped the charges uh, because she didn't have any alcohol or drugs in her system. But she sued the police officers because they pulled over just because she was black. Everything that he said didn't come true. He still arrested her even after after everything he said didn't come true. And uh, she won in court $152,000. So, my thing is Utah is a messed up state, it seems like. I don't know no black people that live there. Every time I hear about Utah, I hear don't live there if you're black. <clears throat> and now we just keep reading the stories about not not, not living in Utah. Uh, but I just wish everybody could do what she did. Because we've all been in that situation. We've been, I've been in that situation, I don't know about y'all. But a lot of black men have been in a situation where we have been white Nothing, we haven't been wrong, we've been pulled over for no reason, been arrested, taken to jail, and made sit in jail for no reason. No charges, was brought and let go. Nope. Oh. And, uh, you said what? I said, nope,
1: no charges, uh, no
0: nothing. I don't yeah, have no criminal record. Go. But a lot of black men have been in that situation, a lot of black women, black people, period. So for Donna Miller to get her $156,000, I, I salute her. And I just wish we could all find a way to sue. Every time we get pulled over for no reason, I wish I'd have knew back then that I could sue. I don't even think that—I don't think that's ever came in my mind when I was coming up as a youngin, dealing with the police all the time. That I can actually sue them because it, they're well,
1: harassing it's me. It's hard to prove you was even there because there's no record of you even being there half the time. Like, so that was an issue for me. So we, even when I tried to file a complaint, they were like, what, what are you talking about? We don't have any record of anything happening. So what are you talking about? And then for, I would have to literally prove with some type of surveillance camera system or something. You know, we didn't have the cell phones like we do now. So I didn't, there was no way to prove what happened happened. So that was the issue that I incurred a couple of times when I had, uh, uh, on my encounters with the police. I didn't have anything to prove that they messed with me. It was their word against mine, and obviously they're gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then you just keep moving. Go ahead,
2: Pops. That's a, again, it's a money thing. You know, she obviously found an attorney that was willing to do either pro bono work to take the case or she had the money to put put up and put up front to sue to suit to bring the case against them. So that's, you know, there might be a lot of people that can bring cases, but who's gonna take the case? Who's yeah. gonna, what lawyer is gonna take the case? And can you afford to pay to take the case if they don't take it pro bono? So it's all about the, the money system that they call the justice system, which is really the money system. Those that have, have justice. Those that don't have it, it's just us. So it's it's about the money case, you know, and they make these laws, you know, they make these laws specifically with that, uh, with words in it that make it uh, go either kind of way, like hate crime. Hate crime is based on motivation. How do you prove motivation? You know, so it's always based on who's bringing the charge. So they believe. So then the system will believe the person who's bringing the charge. Police bring the charge, oh, they were motivated. Somebody else bring the charge, How? well, can you prove that was their motivation? Right. How do you prove motivation? Right. Same way with the police. Well, I shot him because I felt like he was a threat to me. How do you prove somebody was a, feels that they're under a threat? How do you prove that? How do you disprove that? You know, so it's those words that they put in there that make it ambiguous, so that uh, each state can take it and do whatever one thing, whatever they want with it. You know, so you know it, it's it's based on all of that, and then in order and then for the lawyers, the lawyers can take that same word and either use it against you or use it for you, depends on who's paying on the most money, which mm-hmm. is what we go back again to the money system. So the money. So, it's, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sad situation. You know, everything in this country is about money. It's, it's based on money. Politics, you know, capitalism, jobs, it, they're all based on, on, on the money system. You know, uh, illegal aliens are only illegal aliens if they ain't making no money for you. You know, most of these corporations are shipping illegal Ill aliens into this country by the truckloads, but they don't show that on the, on, the, on the Fox News report. You know, they just show the people standing in line at the border, but they don't show the ones that they've been shipping in. You know, how do you think these people at the border are motivated to try to come here? Because they know that they got relatives already here making money. You know, yeah. that was brought here that that got in here you know that how do you get from the border at mexico to minnesota how do you do that they walk i don't think they walk because they walk to the border but how do they get to minnesota to work you know somebody's giving these people rides <laughs> you know so it's all about it's all about the system is is it's all about money man this is it's a mermaid money, money motivated and uh, money tolerated system. But yeah, uh, she can't
1: do that. So Or so. Famous. So, this is actually very interesting. And I don't, I wanna stay on subject and twist it a little bit because it aligns with what we're talking about. And it's very funny that we're talking about it because I just remembered it as dad was explaining that we don't have the same rights and things like that. There was this um, open forum at work where you've got, where like, it's literally like a internal Facebook type of thing, right? where people just post things and they talk about things or whatever the case may be. And there was this one individual guy and he posted uh, two videos um, of a black father in a white community town hall. And he was talking about CRT, which is the critical race theory, right? And he, yes, in the man. video, so in the video, he touched on saying, when he was interviewed later by Fox News, obviously, because that's the type of people that Fox News wants, he was, his whole statement was basically like, critical race theory is bad. It's terrible. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to make people feel bad for something that they didn't do, as well as the main point that triggered me was, is that Black people are our biggest enemy. And it tr- it the only reason why I say that goes into what pops is saying is because it takes away the historical facts that led us to 2021 right so we ignore a lot of the information and the only reason why i say that is because i want to read it to you guys if that's all right my response because i felt like it's something that people need to hear so it's like So it's just based off of the, I will just read the entire response, right? So it says, I'm not sure how this father's rhetoric helps our community. As with work, we need to make sure our facts are accurate when we are speaking point, when we have speaking points like this father shared his speaking points. The first and significant point is that actual critical race theory has never been taught in any K through 12 school in history. Critical race theory is an advanced college law class, right? And... To speak on that just real quickly, there is a right-wing Republican that actually uh, created a website about critical race theory to help people on pushing it to make sure it's not in any K through 12 schools. But in the same sense, he's a, he is an actual uh, professor. So he has to go based off of facts. And if you look at his website, he only talks about it in college courses in universities, and colleges. And then he points out how it could be used in different ways it could be used in K-12, through 12, but it never has been, right? So critical race theory is a specific thing. But I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that point before I go far. 20 minutes later. So it says, uh, so what are we, so what are we, so what are so many people objecting to? They're objecting to the truth of our history being taught because... Point parts of, our hist- parts of our history are heinous, nefarious, and displays disrespectful patterns, making those against critical race theory feel guilty. After all, it's the same thing that those individuals base their pride and their patriotism subsequently, right? I think it's hip- hypocritical to say that the black community needs to look upon itself and say we are our biggest problem without allowing the accurate in-depth study of all aspects of our nation and how we are as a country how we were founded as a country, and the events that led up to 2021, right? There have been significant laws directed at African-Americans to halt their ability to function on an equal and fair level. Our constitution shows the inaccurate beliefs that black men at that time could only be considered three-fourths of a person and have been denied all rights, including their voting rights. From the American Revolution War until 1865, cattle slavery occurred in the U.S. African-Americans were enslaved on a small farms, large plantations, cities, towns, in homes, out in the fields, and for production industry and the transportation industry. So a lot of people think that slavery was just in plantations, but we missed the part that people had individual slaves in their homes, in their backyards, like slavery wasn't just a large plantation and that was the only form of slavery, right? So I wanted to make sure that they were stripped from their homes in Africa, and their homes here, because let's not forget there were African-Americans, there were Africans here because we traveled the Atlantic uh, current long before slavery. So just to be clear on that as well, there's a direct line from Africa to Central America that you can literally just ride a current and you don't have to stroke one paddle and it'll take you to Central America from Africa. But that's a whole another conversation, right? So they are uh, stripped from their, their culture, their language, their religions, and their beliefs. This form, this form of slavery has, been nev- has never been practiced. Most confuse this form of slavery with other forms of slavery of indentured servitude historically, right? To be worked, tortured, the, and worse, uh, with no compensation except the minimal necessar- necessities to live and work another day. We can talk about direct post-slavery and how initially we were given 40 acres and a mule in Southern areas like, but not limited to Georgia and Florida, but then was, then was recanted and the land was given back to previous slave masters. We can discuss the black codes, not minority codes, not people of color codes starting around 1865, strict local and state laws that detail <laughs> where, how formerly enslaved people could work and for how much compensation. The codes appeared throughout the South as a legal way to put black citizens into indentured servitude to stake voting rights away, to control where they live and how they travel, and to seize children for labor purposes. The black codes then transitioned into Jim Crow laws. Jim Crow laws were a collection of state and local statutes that legalized racial segregation, named after a black minstrel, uh, minstrel show character, the laws which existed for about a hundred years, from the post-Civil War era until eight till 1968, we were meant to margin, uh, They were meant to marginalize African Americans by denying them the right to vote, hold jobs, get an education, or other opportunity. Those who attempted to defy Jim Crow laws often faced arrest, fines, jail sentences, violence, and death. My father and mother were born and lived during Jim Crow, as I'm sure most people, parents were that are reading this. Let's not mention the inability to, of women to vote and contribute to legislation in this country. And there is so much more factual information that I can cover that shows his statements are misguided and uneducated. Our responsibility is not to, per, not to post perspectives, but to research and analyze the information rationally before sharing it, yes. Just like any other community, the black community has, a, has things that we need to work on internally. Still, the black community has a rare situation that no other culture has experienced throughout history. To ignore that and to act as though we are all given the same starting point in the U.S. is inaccurate, dangerous, and disrespectful to those who have come so far, despite what we have put ourselves through. Very good. Yeah, you to post that yeah. on a government site, <laughs> and I have APA format references <laughs> to provide people if they needed some information you know I got the I got that right wing site I got the black codes where you can get that off of history.com I got some journal I have some uh peer-reviewed articles about critical race theory and what that actually is and what it actually processed I got the actual senate bill that dropped saying that the Ku plan is more that they can't say that the Kluzler's plan is morally wrong anymore. They can't. They don't talk about I have a dream speech. They don't talk about sojourner Truth. They don't talk about any Native American history. So I had some research to back up any type of rebuttals or anything like that behind what I'm saying. But my point is, and that's why I said I didn't want to get off subject or get on it, but when we make actions like that lady did, we are assuming that we are equal to our white counterparts and other counterparts in this country like latin people asian people and things of that nature but the reason why i brought that up is because there was no asian codes you know what i'm trying to say there was no Bruce Lee laws. I'm not trying to be racist, but I'm giving you an Asian person to say like, yo, there was, no, there was a Jim Crow laws because it was a minstrel show. There was no Bruce Lee laws of somebody that was popular during that time that was Asian that restricted directly to them specifically, their group, uh, the inability to be a full citizen with free rights. So that woman making that attempt was literally ignoring everything that I just said and acting as if we are all equal. And we consistently have people that do that with no content or education behind it. And that's what irritates me. So when they say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can do it and there's nothing holding you back. My father was born and lived during Jim Crow. I don't wanna hear anymore. I don't wanna hear it anymore. I don't wanna hear this, We, we don't have any excuses. This was recent. This wasn't like it happened thousands of years ago when we transitioned to a whole different... We're in the same system. The same people that started those rules are still alive today. They are still, in, they are still facilitating and impacting those laws. You know how many senators have had 40, 50-year terms? They've been in the Senate and in government positions for 50 years, and they're turning 70 and they're turning 80 right now? Like those people are the same people that were backing up those same laws. And now it's just transitioned into a way where it's, not, it's no longer transparency. It's hidden behind other laws in different situations. So no, we can't have segregation. But what we can do is we can say, you only can go to this school if you live here. And oh, because of the red line laws, you guys aren't even in this community. So yeah, unfortunately you can't live here. I mean, unfortunately you can't go to this educational institution. And that an educational institution is better off because the, the school is funded by property tax. So when this woman made that act, and that's why I'm trying to put it all together, when she made that act, she literally ignored all that information that I provided for you guys. And it's dangerous for black people to believe that we have the same rights or people look at us the same way without context and literal education. Because people people don't know what black codes are. People don't know what Jim Crow laws are. They just heard the name, but they don't know what it was. Like literally, you could not look a white person in the eye legally. Literally.
0: You know, and I, when you say that, that made me think, that was when you were born, Dad? There were black people. weren't even didn't have civil rights yet. No. You know, We we didn't have. We weren't equal. We didn't have civil rights. They're equal now. This is new to our generation. Civil rights is equal. It's new, it's not equal, but it's new to our generation. So civil to say that we've been a country for four or 500 years, and to this is the first generation that's gonna grow up with equal rights for all races. We still have a long way to go. And I think people think because we got equal civil rights that we already did. If we no. not. Like you said, we're
2: not. They're not going to let that happen. Listen, do you really know why that rapper got so much trouble for using that homophobic? The LGBT, whatever they call it, that community has replaced the Black people as a the minority. They found another group that these white people can back up that can replace Black people as a minority. They are officially a minority group. So if they if they can if they, if they can you know get on their their bandwagon and help them out, then they can find a way to come against us as a group. See they can use their their cause to downplay our cause. Because you notice every time that we come up with some kind of a march or some kind of a, a situation, they come up they with come another right
0: with it, and They're you know, right there beside us. I, I noticed it on Netflix when Netflix had black appreciation. You know, when they started that black appreciation stuff, the same day they started the LBGTQ right next to it. So, yep. it was black appreciation and it was pride. So, I ain't saying it's a conspiracy theory, but I'm saying Netflix is mighty coincidental. That you started pride at the same time you started Black history pride.
2: That's because the the white supremacist culture is tired of Black minorities talking. They're tired of listening to us talk about our rights. And so now they got somebody else that they can talk to about their rights that, that include Blacks, but also include whites. So they can be equally, they can take that that cause and uh, downplay our cause by saying, hey, this is a minority group too. And they have rights, they've been, they, you know, they haven't been treated right. They haven't been, you know, done this and done that. When that's, you know, it's totally a, a, a lesbian, gay, straight, black, whatever, has never been, you can never walk down the street and see them a block away and decide, oh, that's a gay person, so I'm gonna treat them different. No, a black person, you can see them two blocks away and you've already Uh made a decision about how you're gonna treat that person. No other group you can do that with. You Uh can't do that with any other group but black people. And the darker you are, the further away they can tell. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so you got, Um, (laughs) the lighter you are, the better chance you have to get closer. Yeah, they (laughs) got to get up close to decide how they're going (laughs) to treat you, but you know.
0: No, that's true.
2: But that's 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 the group that they're, they're moving the power to them to take it away from us, trying to anyway. So that way, if you say something as a black person, Against a homophobic, and they cl- they claim you're homophobic. Oh, now they can legally put you down to where they wanted to put you in the first place. So they've been wanting yeah. to do, you know, they want to get rid of these rappers anyway. So let them and the black comedians, the black rappers, and the, you know, you can't even tell a joke about homophobes without them saying, "Hey, oh, oh, oh," you know, and they'll start putting you down because they they found a group that they can back. And uh, that'll replace our causes. They got other causes. They're a minority now. They are a minority group.
0: What we're talking about, um, which all makes sense, is we're talking about um, hate crime, right? So I just want to bring that back. Um, and <clears throat> the fact that it's not fair and what you guys are saying, it plays right into, right into the next story. So we just read, and I just talked about the 19-year-old woman that stomped on a back to the blue sign and got charged with a hate crime. Well, in Minnesota, in Stearns County, which is like in St. Cloud, a Richmond man, I'm going to read the story. The suspect took a stolen vehicle and grabbed a bear, not a real bear, but like a teddy bear, and put a noose around it and hung it from the passenger seat and and ran the car into the family's front home and uh, destroyed their house and property. Uh, but for the last 90 days, actually 80 to 90 days, he's been harassing this couple. Uh, it's a black man and a white woman They're in a interracial marriage family. He's been saying racially charged things to them. He's been harassing them. Uh, they've got multiple restraining orders against this man. He's violated the restraining order and been arrested multiple times. And he finally took it to the point where he took the vehicle and ramped it into their house. Now, the police have only charged him with destroying property and uh, vehicle theft. And they're trying to get them to charge them with assault. Uh, but the family would like him to be charged with a hate crime. So my question, and when I read these two stories where it was so easy for the 19-year-old girl in Utah to be charged with a hate crime, for simply destroying a piece of paper that said back the blue on it. So the governor refuses, the county sheriff refuses, all of these people refuse to charge this man with a hate crime. After the family has been asked, asked him multiple times uh, to charge this family with a hate crime or charge the man with a hate crime. So he's still sitting in jail right now, uh, 30 days later, and they still have not charged him with a hate crime. So now it's going to the uh, Attorney General, you know, the same Attorney General who uh, prosecuted George Floyd. uh, I forget his name. That fast, I can look it up. But the Attorney General
2: uh, Ellis?
0: Yeah, Keith Ellison, that's right. Attorney General Keith Ellison says that uh, in order for him to step in, the county has to ask uh, for the help. Um, But he can't charge him with a hate crime. But he's saying that, you know, basically that he's telling him, like, y'all should be charging this man with a hate crime. But he and
1: I can't, can come in and do my thing.
0: But right, I can't just and charge him with a hate crime. So got then you. I got to start thinking about why is it that, you know, in Utah you can be charged with a hate crime so easily, Minnesota, Ukraine. And every state has different laws about hate crimes. And all the police aren't, aren't required, police are not required to arrest individuals for hate crimes, it's up to their discretion. In the state of Wisconsin, the police are not even trained in hate crimes. So there's no way that they can identify a hate crime. And therefore it's hard for a police officer to charge anybody with a hate crime in the state of Wisconsin, uh, because they do not train police officers in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, in hate crime training, and it's not required for a police officer uh, to uh, report crime, a hate crime. So it's not it's not required by the state of Wisconsin for a police officer to report hate crime. You can definitely look it up. <laughs> and it's and not only not only Wisconsin, half the states in the United States of America do not require police officers to report hate crime. And over two thirds of the states in the United States of America do not, uh, don't even tra- uh, train their officers in hate crimes or how to recognize a hate crime. So, so then I started looking into more hate crimes and seeing, well, who is being charged with a hate crime because the white man that ran into the white people's house is not going to be charged but the black woman is charged with a hate crime, uh, but then I started looking at other crimes. So there was a man in Fresno, uh, a man accused of using tear gas on three men at a Palestinian protest in North Fresno last May. And he's been charged, and he's looking at six years and four months for using pepper spray. Now, the problem is the man was on his way home from dropping dinner off at his mom's house. So he's dropping dinner off at his mom's house, he's on his way home, he happens to drive through an area where they're protesting for Palestine. Three kids in a car see an old white man in a car driving while they're protesting. So they ask him, hey, uh, do you support Palestine? And the old white man looked at him and said no. So they pulled their phone out and started recording them. Then one of the young men jumps out of his car, walks up on the white man in his car, and starts asking him about Palestine. So the white man pulls out his pepper spray and sprays the young men like back up off of my car. They charge him with hate crime, arrest him, charge him with three counts of hate crime. And he's facing six years in jail because they said that he pepper sprayed them uh, uh, during the protest to Palestine, but he actually had nothing to do with the protest to Palestine. He was just walking I mean, he was just driving and he happened to drive in the same area. And um, so it's like different hate crime is a a, a charge that's a federal charge. Like it's it comes as a misdemeanor, but it's a federal misdemeanor charge, which means it's different than state time, right? It's, it's not a charge that you just get charged lightly. With. So, it, I mean, there's so many different stories I could read about this this charge of hate crime. But I, I just uh, I don't know, man. I just wanted you guys opinion uh, on any of the stories
1: I just read at the, uh, or the, what you guys think. The fact that they do tactical military training. The fact that they do all kind of, they do all the training that they, they do all the training that they need except for how to talk to people. Exactly. And how to de-escalate situations properly how to identify crime. (laughs) Like, how do you, like, it's crime. What do you mean you don't know you don't train how to identify crime? Y'all can't add three more days of training? Just give it three. I'll I'll take three more days of training to make sure that we can properly identify what a hate crime is, define it, and understand. Um, But I mean, like, they got so many other, like, the training for to become a police officer in some situations are long. Like, in Minnesota, it's tough right? It's a lot of stuff that you have to go through and you have to be and do to become police officer. You Go to Vegas, you just got to have an ID. It all depends on, there's no consistency depending on where you are, depending on state to state. So that, unfortunately, that turned that to me because each state has different rules. And I guess I'm just always confused about that as well. Um, I feel like I guess I have an epiphany at the moment that I'm speaking, so let me try to collect it. I feel like they created the state to be powerful so the state can do what they want and eventually go back to a time and when they could have slavery-type situations, if that makes sense. So I feel like when they constructed this type of thing, the states, they constructed it in a way where they can retract what they were doing so that they can do some messed up stuff individually. And the entire government itself couldn't restrict that individual state because some individual states wanted to be more racist than others. Some individual states don't have the same mind, So you can have a country, but you can have literally different states once again, in California, you can smoke marijuana legally anywhere and everywhere. But if you go to a different state, you go to jail for the same exact thing. So I feel like they created the United States to create division opposed to inclusion for all people. So if you don't like it, if you don't like a certain type of person, if you don't like a certain type of thing, you go to a certain state and it'll be love. You know what I'm trying to say? So the reason I say that is because when we talk about these hate crimes and all this other stuff, it's like, if I'm here, they'll consider something a hate crime. But if I'm in Mississippi, they'll tell you to get back in line, boy. So for me, it's a little bit weird in how we're not, there's not universal law, but there is. Like there's not a universal statement of what something should be and what is legal, even though there is, but there isn't. So it depends if it's federal law, but if it's federal law, but Weed is illegally federally, but it's legally state, in the state. So when you even talk about this law, I feel it's a little bit dangerous only because if the state doesn't want to recognize it as a hate crime, then it's not. I don't care what the federal law says or how it's a federal crime. If that state says, eh, I don't feel like it is. Down here, we like that. Like, And, and it can just be a dangerous part depending on what part of the country that you're in. And a lot of Black people are in Southern states because, let's be honest, they didn't allow them to leave. You do know that as well. So all them Black people in them Southern states tried to get out, but they literally were blocking roads, blocking your ability to actually leave those states as a Black person because they realized their labor is leaving. They realized that their income is leaving. So hate crimes in the South aren't the same as hate crimes in the North. And that's the
0: reason why I bring up all these different things, because it all goes together. I was going to say, let's get into our topic of the day. Our topic of the day is, what do you believe, part two, a couple couple episodes ago, me and Reggie, we had a good uh, episode where we were talking about our belief system. How you have something, and then uh, what you believe determines your result or determines your actions. Uh, for whatever it is, so whatever you focus on, whatever it is, your whatever it is that is in front of you, whether it's an opportunity, a person, whatever it is, what you believe determines uh, how you respond uh, to whatever that is. And we wanted to get deeper into our beliefs because a lot of times what we think is is that the situations determine our response, or that the circumstances determine our response. Uh, but what I've what I learned is that a lot of times it's our belief system that determines the response more than our circumstances. So uh, a main motivator for our belief is our faith. And we touched on it a little bit in episode 21 or 20 or 21, uh, but I wanted to get deeper into it. And I want to talk to you about our faith there and what we believe and how, how it uh, helps you. To respond to certain situations, so um, what I really want to ask you is: Have you, or have you ever recognized that your belief system, or do you think that, or you know, what I'm saying, have you recognized that your belief system determines your response, or is it more circumstance to determine uh, your response to situations?
2: Well, naturally. You know, your circumstances are going to determine your response. Your belief system is how you is what you want to work on so that your circumstances don't determine it, that your belief system will determine your actions. But your actions will show you what you believe. You know, your actions will show you your belief system. You might think you believe one way. But your actions are going to show you what you really believe. You know there was an old joke in the in the church where they said you know, a man came into church and he was you know dying of thirst. He was going. To, the doctor said he's going to die in the next hour or two. And so they said, "Do you believe that if you drink this glass of water, you will live?" And the man said, "Yeah, I believe." And so he just stood. He wouldn't drink the water. They said, "Well, do you believe if you drink this water, you're going to live?" He said, "Yes, I believe if I drink this water, I will live." And he fooled around and sat there and died of thirst. So, did he believe he was that if he drank that water, he would live? No, he didn't believe it because he didn't take any action towards it. So, it's what your actions will determine what you believe. You could have a lot of lip service about what you believe, but you know, faced with the circumstance, faced with the situation. That'll, that'll tell you what you really believe, you know, cause you could say, well, I believe God will take care of all my needs. I believe that I, mm-hmm. I'll never have to suffer. I'll never have to do this and do that. And then you get a letter in the mail that says, you know, you need to have $150,000 by tomorrow morning, or we're going to take your house. Now you believe God's going to save your house, but your actions is I got to get (laughs) $150,000, you know, so you know how you can get this money because your past history. So what you going to do, you're going to go by your belief, or you're going to go by your act, by your circumstance. So really I think it's the opposite. I think the circumstance will determine what you believe more than what you believe will determine how you react to your circumstance. Your belief system is a training session. You know, you have to practice, and train on what you believe so that you could believe the right thing. You might be believing the right thing, but you have to practice it, put it in action to, to show what you believe. Faith is an action bird, it's an action. You know, you have to put it into action. You can't just talk about it, you can't just recite it, you can't just memorize it, you know, but you have to have action that goes with it. You know, faith without corresponding action is dead without works, so you have to you have to put action to it so a belief system is a good thing belief system is a must you must have a good belief system but you also must have a good action system you must practice what you believe you know you, you always tell people practice what you preach you know you have to practice it in order to show what you really believe once you practice it enough then you know what you believe. Then it's not a then it's not an issue anymore. You don't have to keep believing it anymore. You just do it. It just automatically comes to you. You know. So your belief system. You have to find a belief system that you can believe in. That's good. But you also have to practice putting it into action based on your circumstances. When the circumstances come, what are you going to do? That's how you know what you believe. And the problem is, you know, people say a lot of stuff about what they believe, and they might have a good belief system that they believe, but, you know, God already knew you we weren't going to do it. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. He wouldn't have okay. to save us from our sin. He wouldn't have to, you know, why would he have to save you from your sins before you was even born? If he didn't know that you was going to sin. <laughs> he knew. That's it's already a a part of the whole, we were born into iniquity. You know, that's why I said I was saying somebody the other day uh, that you don't have to teach a child how to be how to lie. You don't have to teach a child how to be maneuvering and and selfish and how to Mm -hmm. how to do it all to be selfish and how to try to manipulate one pan against the other. You don't have to teach them none of that stuff. But you do have to teach them right from wrong. That has to be taught, you know. That has to be taught to be good, it has to be taught to be to live right. You know, but a child is born knowing how to do all the all the evil stuff. they that's born in them. They will lie to you before they even know how to talk. <laughs> you know, that's why I was I always believe that if you you whoop a child when they before they're two years old, you want to whoop them no more. Because that's the training, that's the training ground. One or two years old, two or, but if you don't do nothing with them in those two, three years, oh, you done lost them already. <laughs> they're they they about to do whatever they want to do anyway. But you guys, I never had to beat y'all when y'all was teenagers and older kids every once in a while maybe, but I believe, hey, get them while they're young. Younger you, you start them on the right track, the better you're off, you'll be because they're born into they're born with a system that says, I could lie. Did you do that? No. <laughs> Who taught you to say that? Nobody. <laughs> Didn't nobody teach them how to say that? You know, that's why the first words the child learns is no. Stop. No. Don't. Get off of there," Stop doing that. Don't do that. Stop. No. Why? Because they're born. That's, that's ingrained in their them from birth.
1: Yo, there's a, um, a lot of parents aren't using the word no anymore because they, they're, they're trying to separate significance of how serious no should be, opposed to how they use it. So they don't do that, leave that alone. But they don't use the word no, because the word no can be triggered for so many different things that aren't apply- applicable. And it can kind of, it's a weird thing, but their like, parents are trying to stay away from the word no unless it's really serious. And then that's when the kid's like, okay, they said, no, that means I really need to, you know what I'm saying? No, don't do that. Yeah. And then they'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then they keep playing around. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you like, like parents this, that it, don't keep matter, saying... it don't matter what you say, like Dad said, tap that butt, and, and they'll get straight in line. No matter what you say to the babies, <laughs> they don't care. And AJ right now <laughs> one and a half, almost two, and everything Dad's saying is for real, cause he don't he don't nobody taught him to beat his brothers up, his sisters up, but he just know if you got something and I want it, I'm gonna take it. If you sitting in the chair and I want to sit there, you gotta go. I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do. You gotta go. They they born thinking about only themselves, right? That's it's
2: just natural. It's yeah. natural. So, so what kind of belief system are they born with? You know, so you have to you have to be taught a belief system. You have to be trained on a belief system because if you're not, the devil already has a system for you. You know, that's why it's so important the environment that you're raised in is is important. What your parents taught you, it's important what the you know what you learn growing up. Because you're going to try to experience it on your own anyway. You know, so your experience is going to really teach you the best way. But it's important, you know, that that belief system is in there. But your actions are going to tell you what you really believe, how you act it, how you react, and how you do your, your, what you do in life is going to determine what you believe. You know, we need to believe in God. We need to believe in good things. We need to believe in. Righteousness and ethical behavior, moral behavior. We need to believe in all those things. But how you react, you know, is it gonna be what you can get away with or what you know is morally right and ethically right? You know, that's what the that's the difference. When you're faced with the situation, when you're at a job and you're looking at a box filled with you know, hundred of thousands of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you got a light bill that has to be paid by tomorrow. And you know, nobody can tell if you sneak out of there with a you know a hundred dollars. Ain't nobody gonna miss that. You know, your belief system says that's wrong. That's morally wrong. That's ethically wrong. But what are you gonna do? Face with your circumstance. See, that's that's what the that's where the devil lies. He lies in the circumstance. He knows if he keeps putting the circumstances ahead of you enough, you know, eventually you're going to fold, you're going to crack, you know, if you don't strengthen that belief system. That's why, you know, in, in the Bible, it says you have to renew your mind, renew your mind to the word of God. You know, that's something that every Christian has to do. It's not an option because if you don't, you're still in the same system that you were born in. You know, you still have, your mind is still going to work the way it's always worked based on how you were raised and based on how you were born and based on your own personal circumstances. So, you know, belief systems are are necessary, but your actions are even more necessary. Your practice, you have to practice what you believe. If you don't practice it, it's not going to work. You know, that's like you know, I've I've learned Spanish. I've had, you know, three, four years worth of Spanish. But because I don't practice it, I still don't know as much as I did when I had the first class. You know, because if you don't practice it, it's going to go away. You know, that's why they teach immersion. That's the only way to really learn a language. The best way is in immersion. Sit you in a Spanish place where everybody's speaking that language. You ain't have no choice but to learn. It. You know, that's the best way to learn it but your circumstances will teach you the best. Belief systems are good. What you believe is is what determines how you're going to act when a circumstance comes. But the circumstance is the teacher. But see, that's why there's a two-part. You believe in your heart, but the saying with your mouth is the action. action. You know, there's got to be an action involved in what you believe. You know, so some kind of way you got to show an action, you know, but what you believe and how you act, it's it's irrelevant. You know, we all going to jack something up eventually. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a savior. Otherwise, you know, that's why you, you got so many denominations that these churches believe that, you know, you get saved. And you if you're saved, then you wouldn't do that. You know, if I was if I didn't do that, I wouldn't need to get saved. (laughs) That's why I got saved, because I knew, because Jesus knew I was going to do some stupid stuff. That's why he saved me before I was even born. You know, if he saved me before I was even born, why wouldn't he save me after I got born again? So that don't, it don't make sense. So people that believe that you're going to just be perfect just because you got saved, or just because you believe in God, or just because your, your belief system says that you're you know, you're going to heaven, well, you're going to heaven regardless. It ain't got nothing to do with you. If it had to do with you, then you would need a savior. We need a savior. We all need a savior because we all are going to sin. That's why I don't understand people that, you know, I'm not going to mention no name, but people that believe in that God's going to control everything you know if it's God's will I'll do this or God God is in control no God ain't in control of this earth he gave control away the devil's in control of this world system you know he gave us a free will that's what makes us greater than the angels is our free will system he gave it to us because he wanted us to make decisions on our own all he did was he wrote the book to tell you how to make a decision You know, he gave the guidelines of Jesus on how he made decisions. We saw an example. So we use those examples and those guidelines to determine how we live our life on this earth. But we just say, you know, this is what I want, that's what I want, that's what I want. But I don't know which one I want. I want to just let God choose it. God ain't choosing. The devil will choose, but God's not choosing for you. He already chose for you. He chose the best. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in hell. Well, is your decision based on you prospering? Is your decision based on you being in hell? If it ain't, then that ain't the right decision. <laughs> Period. You know, So, you know, you got to determine that these things are based on your belief system, your actions, and your circumstances. You know, God is not making decisions for us. He gave us a will, a free will. He cannot come against our will. That's the only thing he can't do. The only thing God can't do is come against your will. If he could do that, everybody on the earth would be saved. Everybody on earth would be loving and everybody on the earth would be kind. But no, that's because everybody on earth got a free will. So everybody else is gonna do what they wanna do. And see, and it's awful funny, people say, you know, I only want to do God's will in certain areas.
0: Let me give God yeah. an ultimatum. Like God, if this is your will, then let a bus fall down from heaven. If not, then it's my will. Then this is what you want me to do. Like,
2: yeah. God ain't yeah. doing
0: all of that. You know, even in, the, mm-hmm. even, even in the Bible, he did that after he talked to the man, you know, with the uh the blanket and the sheath and the dew and the grass or whatever, and the man asked God to make it wet. Yeah, but uh I agree with what you're saying because a lot of times, uh, especially in, in religion and faith, and you know, I'm definitely, a, I call myself a follower of Christ, uh, which we would call a Christian. Uh, but a lot of times in this Christian world, I thank God for the mother that we have because uh, she instilled with me the importance of actually reading your Bible and with all reading, get an understanding. And just to understand what I'm reading on so many levels uh, and make that correspond. So yeah, everything you are saying, Dad, is just straight on point. Uh, because a lot of times people think God, God, if, it is, if it's God's will and God's already telling you what his will was, you know, people ask the question, well, what's the purpose of life? Or why are we on this earth? Or what's the grand scream? And if you read the Bible, it's clear. God lets you live on earth so that you can choose what you want to do. And you're going to choose him or you're going to choose the devil. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's super simple. Like, that's the whole purpose of us being here. It's a game between God and the devil. And you see who's going to choose God and who not going to choose him. And then, you know, it, it, it's just it. You got to read the Bible and understand uh, what's actually in it. For you to just be going off of anything, you can't. You know, you can't go off of somebody else's interpretation of the Bible because, like you said, there's a lot of guidelines in there that people are interpreted as as law and facts. And even 2021, you know, different factions of religion are all based off of. You know, the difference between Christians and Muslims is the laws. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not. It's, it's what they believe. You know, they believe like the Pharisees believed that God would never send his son on earth. You know what I'm saying? That's not God's son. He didn't come to save us. These laws and these rules are, where, are here to save us. And uh, they didn't believe, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Most other religions believe there's always something on you have to do in order to earn a right to go to heaven. Anything that says you have to earn it is wrong straight up wrong. You don't have to earn nothing. You ain't got to do nothing. It's already been done. All you have to do is accept it. You know, so I'm like, it's a gift. You don't earn a gift. You don't do nothing to get a gift. All you do is say, I'll take it or you don't take it. Either way it goes, that's it. That's it. Are you serious? You know, but it's like people, people saying, you know, if it's God's will, but you let God tell you, okay, then this is what God wants you to do quit your job, get out of your house, walk down the street and praise me for three months straight. Then they'll be talking about, well, uh God, but I got these bills I got to pay. And I ain't needing my house and I ain't walking up and down. Yeah, see, that's your will talking. So he ain't going to tell you to do something that you ain't already going to do, first of all. He'll put it in your heart. That's why the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart if you acknowledge him, if you seek him, if you, you know, stick in his word, stick to his word and read his Bible and get his teachings. He'll tell you what the desire. That's how you know you're going to get it because it's his desire, not your desire. But, you know, that's, that's part of the belief system, people's belief system. People have all kinds of distorted belief systems that are good people. That doesn't mean there's there's something wrong with them. It just means that their belief system is not in line with the word of God. Your belief system has to be in line with the word of God and knowledge and truth. And see, and even God said in the Bible, he said, you need two or three witnesses don't just take one scripture out of the Bible and say that's God's will. You need to find two or three other scriptures that's in line with that scripture. You know, even God put that in, in his own book. Now, you know, you need two or three witnesses in my scripture that tells you you can have that, or you can do that, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. If it's not, then that ain't even his will, even though it's in the Bible. So it's not everything that's in the Bible is of God. No. A lot of it's just in there, just because human beings are involved with it. A lot of
0: it is like 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 a lot of people don't read it. A lot of it is history. It's a history of their people. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the Old Testament is history. Like you read Numbers, you can't even read the first five chapters of Numbers because all they're doing is telling you about people that ain't even here no more. And, and Shamat beget Fazet and Fazet beget John and John beget Joe. That goes on for chapters. I'm telling you them. Chapters. Yeah. Like a lot of it. And so and even in the Bible, you know, uh, one of the, one of the, one of my favorite people in the Bible, because he kind of lets me know that the Bible, uh, he kind of gives me a different perspective on the Bible. Maybe not everybody else. God, definitely Jesus in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, he had four witnesses. But Paul writes, everything is uh, legal, but everything isn't good. So all things are lawful, but not all things are good for the soul. So a lot of times what people, and and I want to touch on this part because uh, we're just talking about our faith. A lot of times people get caught up on rules, regulations, uh, which, which determines their faith. And directly in the Bible, it tells you all things are lawful. There's nothing on earth that I can't do, but it ain't all good for me. Other, The only thing that I can't do is to say I don't love God. You know what I'm saying? Turn on God. That's it. Everything else is up for game. You could do it. It just ain't good for you. He tells you you shouldn't never be with a woman. Paul says you should be a virgin for the rest of your life. If everybody thought that, there wouldn't be no people left. Yeah. And that's in the Bible. He tells you don't go with a woman. Don't go with a man. But if you got to, you might as well go on and get married. That's what he, That's his solution to sex. If you got to have sex, get married. Otherwise, don't have sex. Now, when people, when they talk about sex in the Bible, they'll pull up 150 scriptures, 150 different things. They talk about the gay men. That's all of that stuff's in the Bible. People just got to read it. Just got to read it. It's in the Bible.
2: That's just another thing that you need to get forgiveness for.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Just like smoking cigarettes and eating too much pork. (laughs) You know? You got to, you know, you got to justify everything and you got to know that you're forgiven for all, you know? So it's based on you. I mean, I I ain't supposed to eat no sugar, you know? But another person can have as much sugar as they want. But does that make them a glutton? No, that just means that they ain't got what I got, sure. you know? So I have to be restricted on what I do. I have to use some common sense sometimes. Do I do it? Nope. But <laughs> that's you know, I just have to learn how to do it better. But so uh, yeah, so God is uh, you know the Old Testament to me is just a reason for you to praise God for the New Testament. it Read the Old Testament, and you'll see why you need to, you need to be thanking God for Jesus, because God was not nice. You know, so, God said in the Old Testament, uh, "You got a child that disobeyed you, kill him." <laughs> I have another one. That's the Old Testament. Yep. That's God Let's, in the Old Testament. Kill him if he's oh, disobedient.
1: <laughs> you know, so I know that's
2: I be here. <laughs> yeah. Half the most of the kids wouldn't be here. I'd been dead about
0: 30, 40 years ago. Thirty years ago. <laughs>
2: So, you know, that's why Jesus, God was like, okay, I see, I am not going to be able to get these people to act right. So let me just find another sacrifice, a living sacrifice, a a blood that has not been deteriorated by this earth system. That's why he could not be born of a man. That's why. Because a man is born in iniquity. He would have been born with the same iniquities that everybody else would have been born in. That's why he had to be, have a virgin birth. That was the whole reason for the virgin birth. So, because he could not be part of us.
0: True. Let me ask you this question. Uh, it's a big question uh, before we get up out of here. Um, and it's about faith and what do you believe? And, and, and I kind of want to bend on the why you believe, um, because a lot of times that's, that's probably the hardest question that I had to ask myself. Um, growing up in the church, growing up under a pastor, uh, you just kind of grew up reading the Bible and in the church, right? But everybody else doesn't live like that. Everybody else doesn't grow up in the church. Everybody else doesn't grow up with a Bible in their hand. Uh, Dad, you an example of somebody who really didn't grow up. I don't know. Did you grow up in the church? I don't remember you saying you grew up going to church. Oh, I grew
2: school? up going to church, yeah. I didn't have church. church at home, but I grew up going to, church. Going to church. Okay. My mom made sure we went to church every week. She wasn't sure that we had a offering to give every week. Now, did we get that offering in church? No. <laughs> that offering ain't never made it to church. It <laughs> made it to the corner store with a candy bar or a bag of potato chips or something. Right. But you know, I went every week, but I wasn't.
0: So then we and, all grew up kind of going to church and in the church. But at some point as an adult, we had to make a decision on what we truly believe and uh even re- even recently for us recently it's, it's, it's still testing us in what we believe and it's just coming out even more than what we truly believe we still holding faith to but why do why do we believe what we believe why do i believe jesus christ is the son of god and why do not not believe in buddha or why do i not believe in in the muslim god um, a lot of times that's because of what you're introduced to as a kid, like I said, but as an adult, I was introduced to all of it and I still had a choice to make. I chose it because it made the most sense to me. Um, why did you guys choose to still believe in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit?
2: Um,
0: I'm going to ask you, Reggie. I...
1: Like, as an adult, I can't say that I have, like, I always question a lot of things, right? That's just what I do. I question it, I look into it, I figure things out, I try to see what makes sense of it. And what I've understood, especially about belief, about religion and things like that, you can do all the research you want, there's no answer that you can find. Like, in paper or from, like, looking in, like, it literally has to be inside of me from, from my point of view right? Like, if it's not in there, your answer is only in there. That's it. You can go searching and wide and taking trips to Mecca and doing all these other things, but the only thing that you're going to find in Mecca was something that was already in here. So, for me, it's like, I'm realistic about things, too. So, I'm like, do I believe everything in the Bible? No, there's no way. There's no way I believe every single word and every single story the way that it's described in the Bible. No. I take a a different approach to the Bible. I take it as an instructional manual. I take it as a guide. I take it as not verbatim because I think people forget nuance and they forget uh, metaphors and things like that. So I don't believe that everything that was written in the Bible is based off of factual situations like this is exactly what happened. Um, So for example, if I said, man, I ain't ate days. I didn't actually stop it. I didn't actually go five, six, seven days without eating. Man, I, I, I ate that buffet empty. I don't actually believe that I, no one actually believes I ate everything in the buffet myself. And that's how sometimes I feel like the Bible was written. Like it's written saying that they ate a lot. They did a lot. They they were in there for a long time. They suffered or they went through these things for a distance or a certain aspect. But when you look at what actually is there, there's good foundation. There's good principles. What it's saying is actually true. It's just not literal a lot of the time. And I think that a lot of people dismiss the Bible because of that. And a lot of people don't want to take that into consideration. So there's a lot of people that will literally dismiss the Bible because there's no way possible that this is actually happening, right? So they can't take the actual information of what it's telling you because they don't believe that that was an actual situation. Opposed to taking it like, all right, let's say it wasn't everything. It wasn't like exactly. But if this situation was true and this man actually existed and this was happening, now what's your excuse? And I think that's a easier thing for people to digest opposed to I'm going to feed a thousand people with just one fish and one piece of Wonder Bread and we are gonna call it a day. Like that can happen, but you're missing the point of what he's trying to say because they get, they get, they, they get distracted by the, by the nuances and the little intricate details and it has to be perfectly right for them to make it make sense. And that's why I feel like a lot of people can't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in religion. They don't believe in these type of things. Is because they can't fathom for themselves that situation because that's not how things are now. And so my interpretation of the Bible is to make sure that I can apply it to what it is now, even though those, some of the stories aren't exactly what it is. It just is what it is, right? But you can't say, for example, like when you think about physics and billions of years and things like that, and they, they, they try to interpret things based off of what it should be today. Well, uh, they couldn't have been invented in seven days because there technically wasn't a day because of the hours and the figure, figuration of 24 hours wasn't the exact same thing back then. So how can they say it was seven days? You're missing the point. He created these things with time. He created it, period. Take that, use that, and then go forward with it opposed to trying to pick and choose every single detail of what is wrong with the Bible, find out what's right. So for me, I was able to find out what was right with it. I don't have to worry about picking and choosing what I feel is exactly right and what is exactly wrong or what is someone's personal belief opposed to what's actually the word of God, because there's a lot of interpretation because it was man-made that some things are based off of what that individual wanted opposed to what God wanted. So there's a lot of different things that In a lot of different ways that people will try to destroy the Bible in my age, right? Because that's what we're like, why do you believe now? And like, for me, I believe because all the answers are here. And the Bible helps me answer those answers in here, right? It helps me interpret what's going on out here in here. And there are some things that people experience that they can't explain there's no there's some time where god literally talks to you and it is up to you to recognize that's actually god you know and and that that for me is the main thing Is like you have to be you have to be in a place to be able to accept the truth and accept that that's god talking to you you know what i'm trying to say you have to be in a place where you can accept because a lot of people go into a lot of different situations where they don't believe because of their own anger or their own frustration or their own disbelief. And that's why even when Dad was talking about earlier with beliefs, you know, it's like for me, I think a lot of people don't believe in the majority of things that they say. Because when, like Dad said, it's, it's applicable, like you can see it. So when it's easy to say, man, I believe in God and I love God, but as soon as something happens, All that goes out the window. Then there's worry, then there's doubt, then there's fear, then there's insecurities, then there's trying to figure it out for yourself opposed to going to the source, which is God is in you and then talking to God and having that conversation. Even if You're not even getting your reassurance from God. You're trying to get it from somebody else or some other entity. So if there's a bill that's due that pops up out of nowhere, hey, tax man sends you a letter because they love doing that you owe us $4,000 for something that happened in 2002. The first thing that you do is, okay, how do I pay this money? What's going on? How do I get it done? Do I need to call somebody else? I can pick up some hours. I can do some Uber. I can do Uber Eats. I can do this. You don't do what you've been saying that you believe in this entire time. Your first instinct is what you do. That's why they say if you ask somebody to learn somebody's language, ask them a question, ask them a math question. And usually they divert to their, their home language to figure it out because that's the most natural thing that's, that's for them, right? So if you ask somebody a math question, they usually interpret it in their, their, uh, their, their language of origin. You know what I'm trying to say? Like their main focus, their real favorite language. So like for me, if something happens, my first reaction isn't to freak out. It's okay. Because I instantly know who I believe in And if I believe that he created the heavens and the earths and the atmosphere and God and kids and this and that and this, why am I worried about something that we literally created ourselves? Like we created this with, and if God created everything that we have and everything that it is, then why am I bugging about it? It'll happen. I'll be all right. But that shows me where your actual true belief is and why you still believe in God. And if you really even believe in him at all, what's your first instinct? is your first instinct to worry and doubt and to be afraid and to go into your shell or to go to somebody else, then that's your belief system. That's what you believe in. You believe in your work can get something done and not God can get something done. My first instinct is, I'll be all right. The fact that you told me and I'm still here to listen to it, I'm still alive, so I'll be all right. Like that is my first instinct. But people don't have that first instinct. The uh, first instinct so is the worry. I'm the
0: panic worry. That's my first panic, instinct. Panic worry. I don't I'm know like how it's gonna happen. Options.
1: I don't know this. I don't know that. Like even with the wedding situation. I ain't worried about none of that. I'm not I haven't been, I'm not worried about that. Well, we need to, you know, well, the time is coming up and it's hit six months today, and it's six months from now, and this, this, and this. Okay. And well, they need to get this, this, and this. Well, then they, let them work. That's not concerning me. I'm not worried about it. I'm sorry. That's not how I'm bred. If you want me to sit here and stress with you, I'm not that person. And I'm not saying my lady is because she's not, but I'm just saying in general. Right? Like if somebody is looking at me to be as stressed out about anything, work, I'm, that's not my company. I will work and do the things as I go about it and do it to my best ability possible. But I refuse to stress out about something like I refuse to stress out about a lot of things because I actually have faith and I actually believe in God, and that is why. Because it's in me. Because I know that God is in me. We are created in his image. Therefore, I am a part of him which makes me and belief and everything that we've learned in the Bible and everything that makes sense to me and it aligns with with my belief system and what I what I can think is real, what I think and I can process, that aligns with me. So my first instinct is all right let's just do it then well what do you mean you got to do this okay i know the steps you just go through this there's nothing else further you can do step, go through the process right so just do it and if it happens it happens if it doesn't yeah we'll be all right something else will pop on you're going to be okay everybody has a situation where they never thought they'd get out of it and it's already passed so now what are you going to do so now what are you gonna do? you gonna stress out about everything all day, every day. I don't I don't got I don't got the patience. I got gray hair, but it's not because of stress. That's just inherited. <laughs> it just happens, but you I'm got, not stressing about it. You me. had you gotta, gray
0: hair since you were 12 years old. 11, 10 years. Once again, years old.
1: I'm not stressing out because I have the faith and it's based off of me acknowledging that it's in me. It makes sense to me. And it doesn't have to make sense to me the same way it makes sense to somebody else. The way that the Bible interpreted to them that they believe every single story exactly how it was, then that, if that helps them believe in God, then so be it. Me personally, I understand that there's nuance, there's context to everything. When somebody writes something, that's what I do for a living now. When somebody writes something, there is a million different ways you can interpret that. My, my, my job is to make sure that it's interpreted the one way the most times. I'm not going to get it interpreted right every time, but I'm going to make sure that it's interpreted one way the most times. The highest percentage interpreted in this way. That's what I'm trying to get. Six Sigma 99.999, whatever you want to call it. Like that's my job is to make sure. So I believe that the Bible is the same way. I'm not going to get everybody to believe it the same way, but I'm going to try to make sure that everybody gets it as much as possible, as close as possible. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so That's, I, that's true. So, I mean, belief-wise, and that's why I said, like, even, I mean, we can even interpret it for the streets. Everybody knows people be talking and wolfing in the streets. Man, I'm a gangster thug, I'm going to kill a killer homicide, I'm going to ride on you. As soon as they hear one gunshot, <laughs> and they run it. What do they really believe? They believe that they're afraid that they're going to get hurt, they don't want that life. And there's some dudes that you would never believe that would just stand right there and be like, well, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen, what's up? Then you know. And that's why I dance in action situations will let you know what you believe in. So even in the streets, it's the same way. You'll get tested. You will get tested. God will test you. You will see what happened because like I said, God doesn't have all the, all the, he gave you free will. So things are going to happen. You are going to get tested. And when it happens, are you going to be the one that stands there and be like, all right, this is what I signed up for. So let's get it. Or are you going to be the one screaming or sitting there with a buffet at the <laughs> at buffet of food in front of you from every fast food place in the world, at the police they talk about. So Clarence, he's the one that's five seven. <laughs> now don't don't confuse him with Lawrence, because Lawrence is five nine. I see. I met them back in seventy two. Now they was doing some bad, you know. So you have to realize what type of people you're around because that can also influence what you believe in as well. Because it'll bleed into you regardless if you believe it or not. If you always surround somebody that doesn't believe in something or whatever the case may be, then your belief is gonna waver. It's gonna, it's gonna tip. Like that's why they when they when people talk about you can be in a relationship with people with different religions, I find that very odd. Because that means that you don't really believe in something that much. Because if you your belief was Hinduism and my belief is Christianity, those are two very big beliefs. And if you love that person the way that you love that person and that you believe what you believe, y'all gonna argue. There's gonna be some strife and there's gonna be some division because y'all not going to the same place and the same thing ain't happening. Hey, you know that's
0: in the Bible too. If you two if two two different people get married and one believe one thing and one believe the other, God it's said you covered. No, he said you covered. He said in the Bible what? it said. In the Bible, it says if you if you're a believer, and let's say I believe in God, and my wife doesn't believe in God, as long as I believe in God, my whole house is covered.
1: If she doesn't, if your and wife it, doesn't, uh and in the Bible, and the Bible it God, says
0: if your wife doesn't believe in God, you can still marry her. Like that's it what I'm like.
1: Fix it though. That's what the Bible says. You got to read the Bible. It's literally. But simple. it says, but that doesn't make any sense though. I understand it's the true. coverage of like your children and things of that nature. It.
2: It's called being unequally yoked together. You're unequally yeah, but, yoked. But so I'm it's not going to go good with you. <laughs> no, but I'm
1: asking go a specific question about Christianity. So if I'm a Christian, I believe in God, and I accepted him in my life, and then I am married to an atheist who does not believe in God, who has not be- uh, accepted Jesus Christ into their life as their Lord and Savior, and rejected him several times, that person is not going to heaven with me. Because yeah. I
0: believe in him. Yes, they are. According to the Bible, because you believe God and you still love them and they're in your household and they're saved. They are under the grace of you. No,
2: not if they're adults. They got to give Christ that's their what I'm trying to self. say.
0: You oh, have accountability personally. No, that's
2: not in the Bible.
0: I'm going to show y'all the scripture. No, that's yeah, so not I'm in like the Bible. I y'all got to read. That. The Bible the says, Man, says that you should, you house, should try. children.
2: Your job is to lead them towards Christ. But if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be marrying them anyway, because they're not a Christian. You're unequally yoked together. But if you're not a Christian, and you marry somebody that's not a Christian, then you get saved, then that's then you're covered because you're saved. That doesn't cover your wife. Charlotte couldn't cover me, because she was saved when when we were together. I had to get saved my own self. And I had to accept Christ my own self. So, no, that's everybody got to give an account for their own life. I don't care what you you might be covered under the protection of the umbrella, but your soul and your spirit has to answer to God still. Children are covered under the, as long as you're under the age of accountability. That means you're under the age where you know better. You know the difference between Christ and, and evil. You're covered. I don't care how old you are, but if you're not accountable, like you could be, like uh, most uh, children that are, you know, mentally uh, disturbed or mentally un- they cannot comprehend things. They're covered. I don't
1: care how old they get, because yeah, they're not accountable. This context. So if you're if you're a grown person and you are knowledge, and you are knowingly rejecting something, I don't think you would still get that same benefit, and I don't think that that doesn't that doesn't. That doesn't go with what the Bible says. Like I understand children and people that aren't aware, that don't know, or aren't haven't been privy, or whatever the case may be. Once again, I'm just asking, I'm not telling you what it is, but no, I, no, no. it just doesn't align with what
0: it makes sense to me. Okay, I found it. It's in First uh, Corinthians seven, chapter mm-hmm. uh, chapter seven, verse twelve. Uh, we're gonna go to English Standard Version. Uh, we can go to Old School version if y'all want. Well, yeah, let's go to King James, so it don't be there no, must uh, confusion. Let me find King But that's what
1: I just mean by. Well, let context, me read the English. Even the words, so he's talking says. about
0: he's talking about marriage, right? He's he. Uh, I think it's Paul. He's talking about marriage. Now he prefaces this with this. Now it's in the Bible, so I was right about that. But he prefaces says, "To the rest I say now." This First Corinthians seven verse twelve is to the rest I say, "I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she consents to live with him." So how do you know the first
1: thing he says is, says I not the Lord? I so that Lord. Just, just that just throws everything out the window at that point. <laughs> but it's in he's in just telling his own opinion. Yeah, but it does okay, but
0: that's the only time that the Bible period talks about marrying somebody that doesn't believe. So, he's, and and it don't di- he's
2: talking God. about not divorcing her, don't put her away in a divorce. That don't mean she's going to heaven.
1: No, it, it says. But for but the he said, I have the Lord. So he can't speak for God or the Lord, though. He even know. said that in the
0: disclaimer. It says, it says, for the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife. And the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Now we've And been that's in what what verse? 1 Corinthians 7.
2: What verse?
1: 12. 12. Yeah, but my whole thing is the first statement is, I say not the Lord. So regardless of, he can say anything. At that point in time, and it has nothing to do with what God is saying is redemption. He's just saying what he wants and he feels. But if he says, I, not the Lord, to me, you have literally just told me, I'm saying this. Now, God ain't said this, so don't, don't be trying to run to him. Like, well, Paul has said that literally to me is what that is. He's now, saying, hey, just letting y'all know, I'm this, saying this. The confusing part is,
0: Paul says this a lot throughout the Bible. So a lot of the times in the Bible, when we read things, we'll call it fact, but you got to read deeper into it, right? So Paul says, it's clearly in the Bible, that if you marry an unbelieving believer, they're made holy because of you. Now, the context, no, no, that's like not, you said, is different.
2: The King James just says they're separated and set apart. They're consecrated, separated, and set apart. The union, but he's only talking about don't divorce no, it's them.
0: Read chapter seven, verse fourteen. It says, "For the unbelieving in King James version, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else, were your right. children unclean, but now they are holy. So that's saying that they're, that are holy because of the." They're husband not and not saved
2: though it don't say they're saved. That says, says sanctified. That don't say that's saved. Sanctify, set apart, consecrated, set apart. The wife and the unbelieving wife is set apart and separated through union with her consecrated husband. Otherwise, the children will be unclean. That's, that doesn't say they're holy and
1: saved. That just means they won't be bastards, right? No. Yeah, that
2: just means they're talking about, about the, they're talking about the union of a man and a woman. He's right. talking The whole basis of this conversation is talking about you yeah. don't divorce her just because she's not saved. So you get saved, you don't divorce your, your spouse just because they're not saved. Your, your holiness covers them. Their hope covers sure. them from being unholy. But they, but they are able to get saved. You know, that's why the Bible also say that, you know, if you get saved, your whole family will be saved. That doesn't mean your whole family don't have to get life to the Lord. Your whole family has an opportunity to be saved now. Your whole family has an opportunity. That don't mean they're all going to be saved just because you get saved. So now, it just means in, that you have yes, the opportunity.
0: This but is where it, the Bible comes in to controversy, right? Because but it's not all controversy. Just, it is because we all just read the same thing, and yet yeah, you have a different opinion. No, you read a different version of it. I read three, I read King James version too. King
2: James, King James doesn't say holy.
0: King James says in verse First Corinthians 7, verse 14: For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband else were your children unclean, but now are But what does sanctified
2: mean? What does sanctified mean? Holy. No. That's no, but, what it but says, again,
0: literally, that's but, what it says right there. We can read a different version, but it's no, says very holy. We're going to do right. the new King James Version. So even if,
1: even if Paul said, my whole thing is this, because I'm all about the source, right? So even if Paul said, this is what it's supposed to be, this is what I've said, and so on and so forth, <laughs> right? He literally started it out. You have to realize you have to go with what he started out in the disclaimer because that is details everything else that follows. He said, "I say not the Lord," so right, you can't go to God. He in says
0: this that all the time in the Bible. So if you right. read that because that's, that's what he means. means but Paul, that's what so he, I'm trying to say. But most of the things Paul talks about in the Bible are from his personal experiences. right, right. Right. Well, right. That's, that's all but, I'm saying. But. At the same time, it's still in the Bible, right? So now all three of us just yeah, read but that it again, doesn't mean that that's God's we, instruction. But we all have different opinions. That's my point. That's my point. We all read the same verse, and we all have different opinions, right? It's not to it's not to get on the same page. But my point no. is that's that's the problem. What
3: verse? With, what verse? I missed it. Let's see oh, what my talk. opinion is. Okay. We no, but my first
0: my, my thing is like 7. I'm not
1: determining. Oh, go ahead. First Corinthians one.
0: First Corinthians seven. We're reading chapter twelve, and we're just but my talking thing, about faith and what people believe in. Yeah, yeah. But
1: my thing is, I'm not talking about the context of the sentence. I'm talking about who words and whose direction is coming from. And if he starts it out with "I say," not the Lord, then you can't say that that's law God's will. He is literally letting you know this is my opinion. This is coming from me, and this is not coming from God. So the conversation no longer based off of what he indicates and started out with saying, because that is the most important part of it is I say, not the Lord. Now we can discuss about what he was trying to mean by what he meant and what he was saying, but I don't care if he said it one time or 5 million times, the name and the context of what he's saying is I am saying this. This is not God's word. I just want to be clear. I just
0: want to be clear. It's in parentheses. So he didn't actually say it. It's in parentheses because A lot of the instructions that Paul gives out are from Paul personally. So it doesn't say that he said it. He didn't say that. He just gave the instruction. But what what the Bible is trying to tell us is that these instructions came from Paul and not God. right? Which is exactly my point. That's my point. So so a lot of times throughout the Bible, a lot of the things that Paul talks about, that he tells us about marriage. He just spitting out how he feels. That he tells us about uh, uh, homosexuality. Paul's main person talks about homosexuality in the Bible. Yeah. A lot of the things that he talks about are all prefaced with, for I say not the Lord. But what Paul says is because he is a follower of Christ and he's directly from God, that everything yeah. that he says
1: is still good. Yeah, but if I say... Oh. I'm saying this is that's, this I can is words. Sure and, up too, where you but this is what I'm trying to say, though. But like, I can say as many things as I want to say about dad. But if I am starting out the conversation of this is what I'm saying, not what dad is saying, you can't go to dad and be like, "Well, dad, you said this, 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 and this." because it wasn't his word. So I can't put that on what dad is saying. And that's what I'm trying to say. So in this conversation, he may have said a lot of things, but if it's not at, and if they're indicating that this is not from God's word, and this is not what God's instructions is directly. And that's what we're basing our religion on. It's not what somebody, if they specifically point out that this is not the Lord's word, then I think we need to make sure that we hold that accountable. Because it's like a movie. They're not just gonna put something random in there for no reason. They're putting it in there to put context and a disclaimer to say, hey, this isn't my this is my opinion. This is not what God's word is, it's not the Lord's word. So we can talk about what he was trying to say and what he means, but it has nothing to do with what God is instructing us to live our lives by. It's what he feels. We should live our lives by based off of what he has interpreted in his life and how he feels in certain situations. Um, but it is not that direction of what God wants us to do. Now, what you—that's the only is thing right. that I was talking about.
0: Yeah, what you're saying is right, but at the same time, we got to take the, the totality of the Bible. What I want to, uh, because I don't want to. Uh, okay, so you're right. God didn't say that but God himself Jesus in the Bible does not talk about a lot of the issues that you would think he talks about right so if you when you read the Bible and you get, dig into it Jesus himself the words that he uses he doesn't talk about a lot of the stuff that every that's in the Bible that other mm-hmm. people have talked about so we know the Bible is is I don't want people to think that I'm just like in the Bible but I want you to know the Bible is inspired word from God Right. So that's that's basically what it is. Inspired word. This accounts it's history. It's inspired word from God. So when I say that, I'm I'm glad that you pointed it out, because that's the only thing that I wanted to point out is that in the Bible, a lot of times when we read the Bible and we dig into it, you find out that the things that you've been believing the whole time aren't necessarily what God said and what God believes. And if you read the Bible, you'll get to know, And you, you know, like, like mm-hmm. mom used to always say, you just keep going over, it's over the same scripture and you meditate on it and you dig deep into it. And you might have a revelation a day and then 30 years from now, you might have another revelation or you might read the scripture and you didn't even know it was in the Bible and you got to read it again. And you be like, hold on, wait, that's in the Bible. Like a lot of times people say, and I love to do this because I love to just read the Bible and I'll point it out. A lot of times people be like, well, gay people ain't going to heaven. But in the Bible, it says when it's time to get called, there's gonna be two men in the bed, and one of them's gonna to go to heaven and the other one's gonna be in a bed. And now what you'll get people saying is that's not bed. They talking about grass or they talk about in the field. But when you read the Bible and you read the literal interpretation, then you read all the other references to the word bed, they're actually describing a bed that you sleep in. So Bernita, I don't know. Have you read first Corinthians seven? Did you get a chance to read it?
3: I first just Corinthians
0: 7.14. Yep, so I'm looking at it now. We're 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 not really arguable. What we're talking about yeah. is how, how you can have um how you can just read something and that you know my point with to bring this scripture up is because we were, he just said it and it just made me come to my head. And we just like it's in the Bible. And they're like, No, but I'm like, Yeah, it's in the Bible. So we read that scripture. What's your interpretation
3: of it? Um I have a clear understanding of what Reggie was trying to get across in reference to it not being that God said this, that it was his apostles saying this or his disciples saying this. I also think about what you just described, and I just did it at 5 a.m. this morning when I was listening to mom preach um, to one of the services I had on my phone. She says, just what you said. The main thing that you have to do when you are reading the Bible, first, you got to have a relationship with God. You got to know who God is. You got to know his character. You got to know his values. You have to know who God is. And when you know who God is, then you'll be able to take and read the Bible, read books, read scriptures, listen to people preach and pastor, and interpret it based on God that foundation so if you're reading what is being said does it line up with who god is is it lining up with his character is he a character in which he would say um if your wife don't believe i'm gonna throw her away and dog around and she's done and leave her into the no that's not god's character god's character is you seek him you follow him you believe him everything else is going to get added and that is including your wife you know what i'm saying so when I look at what was said, you take, a, you take heed to the point that it said God didn't say it. This is one of his disciples. This is, and you got all of the, the books of the Bible was written by somebody. And they're either interpreting what they thought God wanted to happen or they're saying, thus said the Lord, because God came to them in the fire and the bush on the mouth and different things. So you take it in context. If you just grab a scripture and read it, you'll misinterpret it left and right, up and down, side to side. But if you take it and you don't know, if somebody comes up to you and I walked up to you and said, mm, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Well, you're not going to know unless you know in the Bible when the word shall comes, it comes from who? God. Shall is a promise that God gave. So now you can say, okay, where's that scripture? Because you're telling me that God shall make sure that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So to me, it, there's more to it than just people. You know, a lot of people don't know this because they're learning. Than just randomly reading the Bible or going to church and just randomly listening to somebody preach and take for face value what they said. You gotta know deep. You gotta do what Reggie said. So you gotta you know think, who's saying it, and you so gotta know. Do you know think they're gonna, gonna be
0: saved or
3: not? Oh yeah, they're gonna be saved because. You think God, they are gonna go to heaven. They will. If, if, because what does the Bible say? Romans 10, 9. Things. What does Romans 10, 9 say? Romans 10, 9 said, if you confess with your mouth
0: if and you not believe confessing. in your heart. That's now, it right there. They're not confessing with their mouth. They're not. No.
3: They're what not. are they not confessing? I'm sorry. So, so for example,
1: so let, me, let me break it down. So, this is what I was trying to say. Okay. If I am a Christian and my partner is an atheist, Aaron is trying to say, because of that verse, that they're saved. What I am saying is that verse doesn't say God is saying that. That verse is saying that Paul is expressing what he feels because it says, I not the Lord. Because when God speaks, it says, thus saith the Lord. So if Paul is just trying to tell us what he feels, then that does nothing for your salvation because okay, it has nothing to do with seconds God.
3: Two for that scripture. So in reading it, I don't know which version, if y'all did the NIV, the King James or whatnot, oh, but Lord. the version I'm reading it states, if the brother hath a wife, and that not believeth, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. So that's saying he shouldn't put her away. But what or not. I'm talking about We're is talking the first about heaven,
1: statement, though. which is, he says, I say it not the Lord. Okay. That's the only but thing but that matters clear to
3: me. So in my comprehension of it, Paul did say this, right? He's saying don't put her away. I'm saying that lines up with God because God ain't going to tell you because this person killed somebody and or because this person wrote the wrong initials on their paperwork Uh, from a little thing to a big thing. God is not telling you to put that person away. That's not his character because you don't get to judge that. That's for him to do. So I agree agree with Paul in saying that, but but when it comes to going to heaven, when it comes to who gets to go to heaven, read... Yeah, read according to Romans ten. If you confess yeah. it, now if they are atheists and they're not confessing that Jesus died on the cross, even though they married to 10, them, even they yeah, because just because you're married don't mean you get to go to heaven because your wife, your husband is going. That that's marriage debate. don't mean you going to heaven. That's,
0: that's the debate right there. That's what we say. So Dad, like, no, that don't mean they're going to heaven just because they married with you. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're going in to mind. heaven, right? And what I was saying was, it says in the Bible they are. It says they're
2: no, such a say, say that. It says they're holy. It's it says Paul separated, says that. they're consecrated. You gotta look at the whole see, that's why you don't just read the Bible, you gotta study it. That means you read before the, the scripture and you read after the scripture. What's the contents of what he's talking about? Yeah, only thing Paul is talking about. See, Paul was going to from church to church, teaching the people in the church how to live. That was his job. And so in this church where he's teaching at, in the church of Corinthians, they were having problems with people getting married and divorcing, and they wanna know whether they can just leave their wife because they're not saved. So that's what he was talking about. So he was telling them, you know, just because she's not saved, that doesn't mean you need to s- divorce them. Right. That's the whole contents of what he's talking about. He's not talking about salvation. He's talking about, these are supposed to be, these are only people that are talking about a divorce. They're talking about getting divorced don't divorce her you know keep stay with her because you're holy you will be able to cover her and she'll see your holiness and eventually she'll want to be holy eventually down the line she'll want to get saved she'll want to do it for herself but that don't automatically because if that was the case why would god say that everybody has to accept christ if everybody has if you have to be born again he would have said, well, either you have to be born again or you have to marry somebody that's born again. He would have said that. He never right. said that. He said, you have to be born again. Everybody has to be born again. Everybody has to accept Christ with their own mouth. Every right. knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: He didn't say not just the people that if you're married to somebody, then they'll get a free pass. There ain't no free passes to heaven. That's why they that the, the roadway to heaven is thin and very few go by. But the road to hell is wide and <laughs> full of people heading there. So it's it's a narrow path. Everybody ain't going to heaven. You can believe they can try to they can try to believe that everybody can. That's go. Why everybody this is ain't this. going to heaven. Everybody well, let me, ain't gonna no, make
0: let me, it. Let me say this. That's,
2: that's okay. why they said in the in the, also in the uh, when the, the time comes, you'll see. You know, married people, one's going to heaven, one's going to hell. Married people, you know, they're going separate ways. The only people that's automatically going, their children. Their children are gone. But the parents could still be there. Both parents could still be there. Now, how is that? How would the children be able to go, but the parents don't? Because they
3: don't know no better. There's a difference. Yeah, the
2: children are not accountable to what the parents do. Until they reach the age of accountability,
3: accountability. then yes. they're accountable. Exactly. So just
2: because you're married to somebody that's saved, doesn't give you a free pass. If that was the case, but man,
0: but, but, but you say, anything, but, it, but you it, gotta, it you gotta hold, you hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You gotta be. You, we gotta, we gotta use the words that are in the Bible, though. We gotta okay.
2: use. That, no, you so don't we, use every word that's in the Bible. You can, every word, you can.
0: we can. For this can. situation, we can. We, we have to. Because Paul also said, can. women should, are to and be quiet.
2: Paul also exactly. said women should be quiet in the church. That's my Those point. Are his words, that's not my the Lord's. Point. So
0: and that's what Paul's, I'm trying to say. And he also says men should not have long hair. It's a disgrace yeah. for a man to have long hair. And he also says, so what is the discussion? Paul says a that's lot of things I mean. in the Bible. That's the discussion. That's my point. Is that So the there Bible, is no discussion. No, it is. You have to read the Bible and you have to get No, you have to study the Bible. You have to study. You can't just pick words out because everything that you're saying, I can find something in the Bible to say, so I just like, i just picked that out of my head because I've read the Bible and I knew it said that in the Bible. Now, whether or not that's true, because I also know in the Bible, it says that you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And that's the only way that you could be saved and go to heaven, right? Well, if you time. confess with your heart. But right there, it says sanctify. Now, sanctify, I know you're saying set apart that's set apart for religious purpose that means holy so they're saying that that makes holy, holy. on this
2: earth paul
0: not holy in heaven
2: that.
1: paul is saying that right but again we have to make sure that we're clear paul is saying if i wrote yeah, a chapter in the Bible and i was like hey i think everybody paul, should eat chicken wings on thursday you're not going to be like god said that every thursday we eat chicken wings that's not what god's saying
3: once again, because
1: it's in the Bible, it doesn't yeah. mean that's what God's words were saying. And that's why I was trying to say that the first sentence says, I say if not the Lord, then I don't need to worry about if it if it is anything that can condemn my, my uh
2: my He uh, was given my existence He's like, giving because could you say
1: that right. it is no longer impacting on if I go to heaven or hell or not, because Paul doesn't have the say so for that. He doesn't have the authority for that. Now Paul let me doesn't ask have the authority. Now let
0: me ask you this. This is another big trigger in the Christian faith. And this and we're still on the topic of faith. And I really want mm-hmm. to dig into it because I want to know why you believe what you believe, right? And um something that is really big. I got into argument with Mama all the time, and people around the world. This is a trigger. Drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, drinking liquor, right? So people, you know, when you grew, up, nobody in my house drinks. Now as an adult, I don't even drink. But it's, it's because we grew up like that. But we also grew up thinking that it was against the religion. It was against God to drink. God says you shouldn't drink. God says you shouldn't smoke. God says you shouldn't use drugs, right? You're you, You're under the influence of demons is what we grew up with. In the Bible, the first miracle that God did was turning water into wine. Then in the Bible, God says that I drink and I eat whatever I want. Because back in the day, you couldn't eat unconsecrated or holy food. So he said, I drink liquor. I eat what I want. They call me a drunk and a glutton. That's what Jesus said out his own mouth. So if Jesus said out his own mouth, they call him a drunk and a glutton because he eats and drinks. Why in the church are we prosecuting people for drinking outside the church and smoking? Is it because it goes against God? Because Jesus' very first miracle, that's not a coincidence. I don't believe in my heart. I don't believe that's a coincidence that the very first miracle Jesus ever did in the Bible, that's not a miracle in life because it's obvious that he's done a miracle before by the way he interacted with his mom. Mary. She knew to go to him to do what he wanted to do. So that means that means to tell us right then and there. That's not his first miracle. That's the first miracle recorded in the Bible as a start of his thing. So I'm gonna ask you guys this. In the Bible, there's there's scriptures in the Bible that says when you're under the influence of drugs, you're under the influence of demons. They call liquor a spirit. It's uh Paul says you shouldn't drink. We call it spirits. Paul Paul said in the Bible they call it a liquor. A I'm talking about even now, we call it yeah. Spirits. We call it spirits now. And this, there's verses in the Bible where Paul says you shouldn't drink. There's verses in the Bible where Paul says you shouldn't drink a lot depending on who you are. So let me ask you guys' opinion. Uh, how do you feel about
1: liquor and and God? He's just asking. He's not saying he wants the approval so he can do it. He's just bringing up the approval question to. as a drink. moderator. I don't drink
0: at all anyway. I don't want y'all to moderator. be talking about I don't you just drunk. want to
1: drink. He's just. At, this is his job <laughs> as a the- as the moderator, to throw out these questions so we can discuss. So, you want to throw that display right there? Let me, let, me what you, <laughs> let me start <laughs> with you, Nita. Let
3: me start with you. Start, start. with the one who does drink. Okay. Hello. We put
0: the minutes out there like that and let
3: them sip and sip. No, we grew up in a household that did not drink. And like Aaron stated, I looked at it as alcohol. So, when you drink alcohol, it is a character changer. Um, it does it. It is like a spirit that takes over. So it is something that is different. So according to how you, what the Bible says, and then what someone does, I do not believe that drinking alcohol is an action that God does condone or say yes, go ahead and drink. In saying that, the scriptures that are in the Bible do say to be drunk is the sin. So it's not the fact of drinking, but it's the fact of being drunken. So when you are taking something in, whether it's alcohol or any other drug, because y'all know I don't do no other drugs, just the, the drinking stuff. But when you take something in that alters who you are, your body, this is supposed to be God's body. So I'm supposed to be his temple. I'm not my own. I belong to him. So when I do that, I'm doing it on to him. And he ain't doing that. He did, so do, it, he did do it though. He did do it.
0: No, 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 no. He did do it. Jesus did drink. In the Bible, Jesus, he says, I drink. Jesus is God. Jesus, Jesus is God.
3: Jesus when he was here on earth. But oh. he isn't drunken. So I still say that it does not. It's not edifying because when I drink, I'm not drinking so that I can turn up and praise him and be like, hallelujah. And that's my purpose. I'm supposed to be here to honor him, praise him, worship him, put him first and seek out those who don't know him to get them to get saved so we can all have eternal life in heaven. You know what I'm saying? So if that's my purpose, if my goal and my purpose and the reason that I'm here on earth is supposed to be edifying and glory, glorifying God. And, and making sure that others know who he is so that they can have eternal life with him. I don't drink and bring and all the other stuff that I drink so that I can get in a position to do that. Therefore, to me, I am condemned by my own actions when I do that. And I have, lo and behold, since mom has been gone, I have really, really cut back on it. And when I say cut back, like severely cut back on it um even with smoking my little blacks i have severely cut back on them because it don't sit right with me like it i can't just do it like i could before so it's a self-condemnation i think that is is i'm holding myself more accountable reading the bible even i'm looking at a scripture here um proverbs 2021 um when is a mocker and beer a brawler whoever is led astray by them is not wise. It all leads up to saying, you can drink, but don't get drunk. You can drink, but if that drink can lead you to hit somebody, fight somebody, curse somebody, have sex, if it leads you to be out of your mindset and your state and your frame of mind, then you don't need to do it because it's taking you away from who God has you to be. So to me, reading, I just, second was it first Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 talks about drinking. First Corinthians 10, 13 talks about drinking, about the temptations and, and addictions and the points of addictions of what to do and what not to do. To me, it all reads and lines up to saying, if you're going to do it and you get drunk, that being drunk is the sin of it being um out of place doing the actions that come after it is the sin of it so i would just say stay away from it if you can I, that's something like i'm really that's a struggle i ain't got a lot of struggles when it comes to to doing i only have a few when it comes to doing what i'm supposed to and that is one of my struggles that i really want to not do it so let me ask you this <clears throat> uh God says,
0: Jesus called himself a drunk and a a glutton because he ate and he Uh, drank. He
2: didn't call himself a drunk. He said,
0: they call him a drunk. They call me a drunk and a glutton. Yeah. Because I drink and I eat.
2: But God never said nothing about not drinking. He never said don't drink. He said, don't get drunk. He said, be sober and be vigilant because the devil goes about as a roaring lion Sinking whom he may devour. So when you're drunk, you could be devoured. Your
3: God is down. Yes.
2: And why are you drinking? You know, why do you have to have a drink? That's right. The thing. Why I are you drinking? Friend. Why do you need a drink? You know, right. what's the purpose of it? You know, a lot of people just drink out of custom. They're used to drinking wine with their, their meals. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a custom. That's, that's the way it was back then. They drank wine, they didn't have Kool-Aid, they didn't have pop, you know, they didn't have root beer. All they had was wine. They had grapes and they made wine and they drank it with their meals. That was just, you know, they weren't doing it to get drunk. But then when they started partying, then they started drinking for another purpose. They was drinking with the purpose of getting drunk, meaning there's something wrong with the situation I'm in, I need to leave it. So I'm going to get drunk so I can be in another world. So I can be in another, you know, I don't have to face reality. I don't want to face reality right now. So I'm going to get drunk. So that's when you're left open to the devil who's seeking whom he, whom he can devour. And, you know, you might not know. You might just said, okay, it's my first time ever drinking. Okay, I drank too much. Get in the car, drive home, kill 12 people. You know, you just destroyed families out of and just taking, taking too much to drink, you know? So there's too many reasons why, but there's God never said don't drink. He just said, don't be a drunk. Don't be drunken. Don't be, you know, stay sober, stay vigilant. You know, mm-hmm. keep, keep an eye out, keep watchful. You know, cause if you're drinking, you get drunk, you don't see what's around you. You're slow to react. You know, somebody could be coming up with you behind you with a baseball bat and because you're drunk, by the time you turn around, what's going on right here? Bam! You get busted upside the head or something. Okay. But if you're sober and you're paying attention, you're like, uh-oh, something's going down over there. You know, you're, you're watching and you're vigilant. So it's never about, you know, drinking. It's about why you're drinking. And then are you drinking too much? And,
1: and that that's, is my whole thing about drinking and drugs and anything. Is the context of the reason why. Because yeah. that is what bugs me. I don't personally care for drinking. I don't see the big hoopla. I don't really care for it. Everybody knows me when they get around me. Everybody else could be drinking. They could be, uh, I'm cool. I don't care for it. Have I? Yes. Well, I probably not. And I don't care. My main thing is, and I've always been concerned about, is the reason why people drink. If you have to feel like, to celebrate, you have to drink. If you had a long day of work, your first thing is, man, I had a long day of work, i got to drink. If something goes bad, you go to alcohol. If something goes good, you go to alcohol or, or drugs or whatever the case may be. That is my concern. If you're, ca- like my, my said, if you're casually just having a drink to have a drink for social work, bur- just like a casual drink of wine, which is, I don't care. But I start getting concerned when I start seeing a pattern of the reason why you drink. That's where I get an issue with alcohol and any other drug. That's when I start to be like, all right, I don't like this. You shouldn't be doing it. Because if your first response is, man, I had a long day. Oh, I need a drink. That's, I don't want to mess with it. I can't do it. I want to make sure that every decision and every action that I do isn't based off of something else having to be there. Like if I have a stressful day and I don't have alcohol, it shouldn't impact me. If I have a stressful day and I don't have a black, it shouldn't impact me. If I have a stressful day and I don't have weed, it shouldn't impact me. And the issue is is that it actually physically impacts people and their ability to function if they don't have it. That's a problem. That's where the source yeah. and the issue comes from me. I don't care if you drink. I don't care if you smoke. I don't care if you do drugs because to me, it's all the same. You take an bill or you pop a Coke, you take too many either one of them and you're gone. So I don't want to act like bill is so much better for you than, than cocaine because let's be honest, People are addicted to cocaine. It can disrupt your your organs, and it can deteriorate all that stuff. You take too much of anything. So let's not so let's not act like one drug is better than the other. All drugs can have their own issues if you take too many. Like they said with the what Cat Williams said. You he said he said you can smoke weed if you got a headache, but you can pop too many Advils, and that'll be your last headache. <laughs> you pop that whole b- yep. bottle of Advil, that would be your last headache. So I'm not here to determine which one is better than the other. My reason is why are you doing it? And what is the source of it? If you feel that you can't go out and have a good time without alcohol, to me, my personal opinion, you have a problem. If you can't go out and have a good time and celebrate without any alcohol whatsoever, if you can't do that, to me, you have a problem. If you can go and do either or, then you're fine. If alcohol is there, cool. If it's not, oh well, no big deal. But if you're searching around for it and you gotta have it to map, you got a problem. You need to go to counseling. You need some. You got some. You got some things that you got to figure out. Of why this is the source of your happiness? Why is this the source of your relief? Because once again, you're replacing that with what should be yours. Is let's bring it all together now. God, there we go. <laughs> you see how I brought it all together? that should be your source of relief. If you had a stressed day, God should be the one you go to. If you had a great celebration, God should be the one you go to. If you, had a, if you had a long week, God is the one you should go to. So if you have that, if you can go without going to God, but you can't go without having alcohol, there's a problem. And that's what I feel like people are misinterpreting. Now we internally have our own different views of and our own weight of what is good and what is bad on you can drink but you can't do coke because if you do coke you're the devil but if you drink wine it's cool it all messes you up it all messes your whole body up if you drink too much guess what you have liver kidney failure or whatever you case. i don't liver i believe right if you do too much drugs you have that issue with your brain or whatever the case may be they will all mess you up so let's be clear
0: uh i, mean, I i'm glad that each one of y'all answered the way y'all did because um and I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, it's real family, the Real Family Time podcast. Last episode, i said therapy. It's Real Family Time podcast. Uh, and the reason why I'm glad everybody answered the way they did because it's it just proves what we were talking about from the beginning, right? It's what you believe, and it's your faith, and it also proves that you have to you have to do your own research. Right, so if if you guys and I and I challenge y'all all to take your time and look back. Jesus actually, the only time he mentions drunkenness is when he talks about the coming back of his, hint uh, when he comes back from from wherever he's going, and at that time the the people really didn't know what he was talking about. So in Ephesians they talk about do not be drunk, but Jesus himself really never said that. Only thing Jesus ever said was to do do not. Um, let me find the scriptures. Luke 21, and I'm going to read from the, uh, the uh, 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 King James Version so that I don't get it miscued because I don't want to want just be saying stuff. Uh, but it says, For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. So he's talking about drunkenness. He says, And take heed. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Everybody knows that line. Right after that, he says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with suffering drunkenness and cares of this life and so that they come upon you unawares so he's saying like you said Bernita, and like you said that when y'all drunk and he come back he don't want you to be coming back from he don't want to come back and then you worried about the cares of this world and you worried about drunkenness and all this other stuff so that's the only time he really talks about it so i just challenge everybody that's listening to this podcast today to really do your own personal research and really, just read the Word of God and figure out what your faith is and why you believe what you believe. Because sometimes you might be believing stuff that ain't even in the Bible, or you could be believing stuff that's not even what the Bible says. Cleanliness you could be, is next to
1: godliness.
0: Yeah, cleanliness. Yeah, you could be believing stuff it's not like in the Bible at all. Matter of fact, that's what they got a lot of beef about because the the uh, the disciples didn't wash their hands like uh, like everybody else did before they ate. I got into a beef with that about cleanliness. So I'm saying there's something in the Bible. You just got to read it, take your time, do your study, and just learn what you're reading and why you believe what you believe because we all have faith and we all have our own reasons and we've all been taught something. But unless you actually take the time and dig into it yourself, you'll really never know the real answer. Uh, This has been the Real Family Time podcast. I thank Bernita for showing up finally. Somebody had to come three hours later. I hope you got the job. Uh, we I, did, I did. I Good did. Good job. Hey, congratulations! <laughs> that's
3: called thanks.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Ahead. That's the that's the one from home.
3: Yeah, I went okay. ahead and accepted the one from home. And
0: then um, the other ones, they still accepting you too.
3: Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, did Turn her all about.
3: the way down. I'm seeing if. Yeah, don't if turn them all, all the way down. All right. Right. All right. So I did let her know sense. she's gonna let me know if they can up that pay, but. Just trying to see what that pay might be. Um
0: Congratulations, so man. I but I took the other one. I said God gonna bless, God's gonna
3: bless he you. God
0: gonna bless you. He has. I just don't know. Uh dad, thanks for showing up. Uh are you serious? Thanks for coming through. Um, you know, any last words before we get up out of here? Dad, you got any dad jokes before we get up out of here?
2: I'm telling you, I haven't looked up a joke in quite a while. There you no dad
0: joke. Uh, Any last words from anybody before we go?
3: Yeah. I'll just say I hope everybody got that scripture, Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is God, he's Lord of Lords, that he had his son, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross and saved you from your sins, that you too can be saved and being saved doesn't mean you don't die. But being saved means that you're prepared, that God will help prepare you so that you can have eternal life in heaven. That is a very, very, very important scripture, very important for your life, for your future, for your family. If you did, then say it to somebody else. Because our purpose here on earth is to praise and glorify God. And our purpose here in need on earth is to make sure that you confess it with your mouth that Jesus is is Lord. And that he died to save you from your sins so that we can see you. Because we are going to have, we would love to see y'all there.
0: Oh, that's true. Don't be dependent on big mama. We learned that today, right? You can't be dependent <laughs> on your family to save you. They're not going to save you. They're not going right. to save you. Uh, Dad, any last words?
2: Uh, no, I just, I agree. You got to seek God for yourself. No. But the most thing you need is the Holy Spirit. I don't care how much you read that Bible. If you ain't got the Holy Spirit to help you interpret and discern what's for you. See, because the Bible is not just a book, it's a personal book of direction for you personally. You know, so you don't, if it don't fit, don't wear it. You know, if it don't fit, don't try it on. You know, don't accept it. Don't accept everything just because it, it came from the Bible, but accept everything that comes from the Bible. Mm. <laughs> That's
0: real. That's real. But, uh, That's you
2: know, That's you true. gotta you gotta learn how to study it. Study it for yourself. You know, study the scriptures. Don't just read it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you study and interpret. And uh, because everything that everything is growing, like some things that your mom taught us taught us all years ago was wrong. She didn't know any better. She went by what she was taught. Under the law. She didn't learn a lot of these things until later on in life, you know, when she got out of that church of God in Christ stuff and, you know, they was teaching all the legal leads and all that stuff, you know, but because a lot of it was embedded in her, just like, you know, Paul, Paul's teaching people at that time where they are at. You know, he was teaching churches. He was going to church to church teaching about what was going on in that church. So everything that he taught don't apply. It might not apply to you, you know, find out from the Holy Spirit what applies to you. That's why you have to have a personal relationship with God. First, you got to accept him in your heart. Then you got to establish how he wants that relationship. You don't have somebody just got to teach you. You know, you don't get... Every baby, you can't become a, you're a baby. You need somebody to teach you. You need somebody to help you learn. And that's where you need the Holy Spirit to discern that you go to the right place. You know, yep. so there's there's a lot involved in it. So you got to do your research. You got to do, get your bumps and bruises and get up and keep moving. You know, I got some bumps. I got some bruises. Keep moving.
1: The movie. that's right. Are you serious? Um, you got any last words for us? Today? Context, 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 context. Question, 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 question. Read, 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 read. I say this because there's a lot of times people just take what somebody else says or takes a headline or takes some like one article and then says that that's what it is. You have to read multiple from different views. You have to actually do the work, but unfortunately, it's too much work for some people, so they would rather just go by what someone says. So for me, it's very dangerous to say certain things. Like I said before, everybody's perspective shouldn't be shared because some perspectives are dangerous and uneducated. Everybody's views shouldn't be taken. You have the right to an opinion, but you do not have the right to spread negative or false, false information, right? So an opinion isn't, isn't the ability to spread false information. So for me, I think that we all need to make sure that we hold ourselves accountable personally, opposed to what they had said or what I had read. Like you have to take accountability before you just start spewing out certain things. And if you find something that you said was wrong, man up, woman up, and just be like, yeah, what I said, yeah, I was a little off on that, you're right, my bad, you got me, and just go from there. But we got to drop these egos, we got to think about the greater good, and we have to we have to find the source of love and how we can make that better. Because we continue to hurt each other, um, we and definitely hurt ourselves if we don't if, if we don't do the proper research or don't actually share because share the right information. There's a lot of people out there that are there to literally destroy. That's just mm. what they get off on. They get off on destroying. So they'll tell you some goofy stuff even though it may sound innocent, it can lead up to something bigger in your downfall because you fell for it and you rolled with it. So the same way you would have to do a research paper and they say you gotta have five different sources for this paper, that's how you have to live your life. The reason why they tell you, okay, you need five sources. You just can't go to Wikipedia because that don't count. You can't just go Mm -hmm. to that one article that your friend sent you because that doesn't count. You have to have five credible sources for me to believe what you're telling. Hold everybody to that same accountability. Is it.
3: You said five? Yeah. No, I'm just saying use, like paper
2: you can use sold. Facebook and you can't use yeah, YouTube. Some,
3: yeah, some <laughs> papers will like
1: a school paper will tell you, you know, they'll tell you you need three sources or you need four sources, or you need five sources outside of just this book that I'm giving you. Don't just go, and they say, don't just go by what I'm giving you because the teacher will give you a book and they'll say, don't just use this book. Use other sources for your research so that's that right. it makes sense and you get a well-rounded, well-rounded perspective. Because that's why I like to go by schoolwork because it's supposed to be non-biased. Now, obviously, you got a lot of stuff that is biased, but if you use different sources, you can find the truth within between all the weeds.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> Even in Bible, like that said, two to three witnesses, right? Right. You gotta have more than one. Have more than yeah. One. All right, this has been a real family time podcast. Uh, I got to go get my son from school. I love y'all. This has been a great show. We love guys. I love you guys. Uh, Episode 23 is a wrap. We'll see y'all next week.
3: I'm so glad I came on. Yeah. All right, I love y'all.
0: Love you guys. All right, I'll see y'all. See
3: y'all Saturday.
0: You coming Saturday?
3: I'll be there Saturday. Okay, I'll
0: see you Saturday.
3: Okay, see you Saturday. All
0: right. Bye.